0: Hello, oh, and welcome to the Art of Mini War. My name is Holly. And my name is Aaron. With us today, we have our guest, Green.
1: That is me. Hello, everyone.
0: And we're going to be talking about ancient warfare today. Yeah.
1: You know, in order to do this, I feel like I need to first step out of like, hi, everyone, and welcome to Ancient History, the podcast. <laughs> I need to like, yeah. I need to put some emotion into this shit.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Green, you're an enthusiast of just. Greeks mostly. Greeks mostly. Yeah, that sort of thing, <laughs> yes. Um, uh huh. And. You, if so. you could
2: buy every hoplite in the universe, you would.
1: Well, yeah, but like painting them is another thing.
2: Yeah, but half <laughs> of, a lot of them are already painted.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Every single yeah. yeah, I just need to start buying that shit up, man. Yeah, man. Buy every hoplite. <laughs> just infinite hoplites. forever.
2: Hey, man. I'll win because I have pikes. I'll beat you with my pikemen and
1: elephants. Don't do that. <laughs> It'll be like real life. I
0: know. <laughs> you know Aaron with all his elephants. Haha, yeah. <laughs>
2: ah, you can't reach me with my pikes.
1: I'm further away. Don't worry, we've got slings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no. <laughs> so as far as gaming and really handling just kind of the unique issues that ancient warfare provides to the tabletop how do you feel like that's handled and what kind of things that you like with the way like let's talk about greek since that's something you get very excited about Mm -hmm. as far as the warfare actually worked as far as scholars can tell and the way that gets translated to the tabletop what are your thoughts with that translation
1: it's a complicated series of questions uh, that come there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's break it down.
0: So. Okay. Let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. I couldn't help it. Come on, dude. This is like, what, 2,300 years before Dubstep was even created? <laughs> we're uh, trying. We're t- trying. to the
2: new 300 movie, bro. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> the new 300 He jumps movie. off a
2: cliff on a horse onto a boat that's also
1: on fire, friend. <laughs> Isn't that one for like the Battle of Salamis, yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> I think so.
2: Whatever the big boat uh, one was, it was dumb. The big, the big boat fight. <laughs> <laughs> big boat fight. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a terrible movie.
1: Oh, my God. And the fucking airbrush abs and everything. Oh, I hell just remember yeah. that. I remember. I, w- I was the only time I've ever seen anything about that. I was at the gym with one of my friends. And I was running. And she, like, leaned over and, like, poked me. And she, like, pointed up at the television. We're both fucking running on yeah. the treadmill. <laughs> he like poke like points at it and it's like like there's a scene from the movie where there's i think it's some queen character dealing with some like one of the athenian characters and who you can tell is athenian because they're wearing blue yeah just like because
2: everyone cause, from a city state was it, mandated yeah, they were to all, wear all their colors. to wear yeah. blue <laughs> absolutely
1: um, but um <laughs> it was funny because like They were talking, but (laughs) she was pointing out his goddamn crazy airbrushed abs. Oh, yeah. Because it was just not... Oh, it was so freaking funny. Anyway, sorry. Go on.
0: Do you paint the abs on all of your miniatures? Do all of your hoplites have painted on abs?
1: Well, technically, yes. Just because of the fact that all of them are wearing like a freaking... They're wearing like the muscle (laughs) cuirass.
2: Those are those are wonderful. Yes. yes.
1: Oh, they're fucking hilarious. So absolutely, I love them. You
2: absolutely do paint all the abs. Yeah. On them. Yeah. Yep. No, they. You have to.
1: <laughs> I think you legally have to. Each one. Each one a different color. I make sure. <laughs> yeah. I checkerboard
2: my I my do. hoplite abs. Do you quarter do. your
0: your hoplite abs? No, because yeah. there's six. Quartering wouldn't work. You could try.
2: I could, but I checkerboard them instead. Oh my god, that'd be a re- real bad looking army. That would look real bad. <laughs> oh, that'd be some ugly It'd hoplites.
1: Be like checkerboarded with like. Four different colors. Oof! It
2: just looks like a like one of those nineteen fifties sci fi movies, like control panels, <laughs> but on his chest. You must move. Beep, boop 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 boop. Orders programmed. Mm. It's like that's that we all <laughs> yeah, know that's what? the secret to the to the Greek successes they had auto- automatons. Yeah, <laughs> they that, did. But they programmed through. through their. Ab buttons with
0: um with our <laughs> reptilian overlords. Have you heard some of the ridiculous ancient lizard men? Oh, I love them. They're oh, very they're funny. great. So obviously that's how that worked, and then we lost all that technology. We all when know the lizard that Warhammer people descended to the center of the planet. So. Yeah. So...
1: We
2: all know that Warhammer Fantasy was correct. Oh, my God. Lizard Man... Yeah, the Slant Jesus overlords Christ. built the
1: pyramids. Oh, anyway. I'm, like, trying, like, not to get upset about any I know, of this nonsense. It, like, makes me so angry. Yeah.
0: Good, then talk about ancients.
1: Okay, we'll talk about some a- yeah. ancients. I feel, I feel like it's hard to represent the phalanx correctly. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, and...
0: and Well, because
2: there's... Go ahead. There's a mix between... Because, I mean, obviously, when it first came out, it was just basically unbeatable. hmm And, uh... <laughs> That's not fun
0: in the game. No, and any if, uh, of like huge technological advances are difficult to portray yeah. in a game because it's like, oh, well, we developed this cool new technology that absolutely steamrolled over anybody else who didn't have it. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh, well. I guess we die then. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Well yeah. yes and no. I mean like you you look at the projected casual casualties of that sort of fight and they're actually way lower. Oh than, yeah. No, they're real low. Yeah, and so it's like that's what's really interesting about it just because I, I was talking I was talking to Holly about, about this a little bit earlier. Like it's all fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> like 100% of it is fantasy because you've got two groups of people that you're trying to that are trying to corroborate on information. You've got um, archaeological information and then historical information, and then those two things can be at odds sometimes. But yeah. then it's also at odds because this specific person, what might have been writing about this thing a couple hundred years after it took place, yeah. but then like it, it's just weird. It's kind of like how just if you filling look... in the gaps and kind of well, it, it's filling in the gaps, but also like modernizing it. I mean, if you look at a lot of like medieval uh paintings that represent like the trojan war for instance they're all like in medieval period suits of armor oh yeah and shit like that because they didn't know what any of the other stuff looked like yeah. and they're just trying to because they were just
2: like, like monks or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, translating exactly. like they saw a passage <laughs> in a book and they're like well i gotta paint that because like, that's history wow, this looks pretty. like neat. it might not have even happened we have no idea <laughs> yeah but, but now they're wearing plate mail yeah, cause and whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Cuz they, like, they must, have oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. must have had plate mail. They must have had plate mail. In the a weird other... way they're right. I showed I you mean, the Dendra
1: Oh, oh it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So, it's so
2: cool. That is know. very
1: good.
0: Sorry. Well, one of the other issues is with the texts is like like you said we were talking about this earlier is just the subjectivity of how do you interpret this? Oh. And is as, as far as Knowing the context, especially with, we're talking about Greek texts and mm-hmm. uh, Latin texts and the differences between them and just the linguistic nuances that could radically change what the actual literal meaning is. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to tell because the language differences, and we were focusing only, mostly on Greek mm. because of the floridity of it and just kind of the the odd interpretation that you have to do just to understand Greek. mm and then add a couple thousand years to that. Yeah. And it's not going to get any simpler. Yeah. And just linguistic evolution and really understanding what happening. Like if you read something, like we're using the difference between Elizabethan English and modern English. So reading Shakespeare, there are a lot of words that now have very different meanings than they did then. Mm. And you just have that evolution of language, which happens naturally. And that, and that wasn't nearly as long ago as, and exactly. as all this stuff happens. So So comparing English then and now, and you could do the same thing with Greek, um, ancient Greek through those different times, you're going to have evolution of language over time. Mm. So just because you're seeing an ancient Greek text mm. and you're interpreting it as ancient Greek doesn't mean that it would mean the same thing that it would 700 years later.
1: Um, maybe, uh, and I, I have to, I have to go ahead and start, start like, uh, with, I've, I'm not, I'm not an expert in Greek itself. Like I, that's, that's a language that I really want to, uh, start getting into. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm just starting with ancient Greek, but, um, what I've understood so far from a lot of people who are linguists who are studying modern Greek is that there's a lot of the language, which is the same, which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. (laughs) That like you know that it's like it didn't change much it didn't yeah. change much and i'm wondering if that's just because of the fact that they were they were a like uh the the delphic um the delian league sorry um not delphic not delphic at all um but uh delian league was a maritime power but they weren't like as crazy huge as england was i'm wondering if there's more connect because i don't know much about like english history if there is like more of a connection for why the language would have developed because they didn't come in they didn't
2: come maybe it's because they didn't come in contact with as many languages yeah because that would make
1: sense yeah and it 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 might have to do with that but it also might have to do with the vast amount of pre-written knowledge that was all that was already extant for uh the english like the the english empire because basically all of all of europe after rome fell was just like we are Rome now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they kept doing Everyone that Everyone just again. claims again. to be Rome. Yeah. 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 so they just sort of tried like, so they, the language would develop kind of because they're taking in information from all of these different sources. But I guess I probably shouldn't like, elaborate, like think about that just because I'm not an expert in, in those fields. But, um, yeah. sorry, what was your original statement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. We, we I just got... started yammering. I'm sorry.
0: No, we, uh, <laughs> We went off on a bit of a tangent with that one, but oh no, just taking information mm-hmm. we have from texts, either from what we've found as archaeological evidence and translating that, or things that have been handed down as written history that's been translated and retranslated, mm. and just kind of the accuracy of that, and just looking at that, going, well, is this even how this worked? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh that is that is an amazing statement because actually like i can i talk a lot about uh one of my favorite periods in history is the mycenaean period like the my- mycenaean greeks are so they're so fucking cool and this is the same this is the same group of people that the uh uh iliad is the so the, like the whole trojan war thing is said like that that's what actually historically happened is said to be connected to the Mycenaeans. And what's really interesting about that is you have the Mycenaeans who perpetrate the Trojan War. And then it's like whatever the conflict was, it was a big deal for the Greek world because ultimately even if a lot of people aren't looking at the Trojans as uh, being Greek, they're represented in the Iliad as being Greek. They have the same gods. They speak the same language, all that shit. They've got a different, more exotic array of allies. That's basically the only thing that I could tell is different. But what's really interesting about that is that uh, they are, um, when Homer is writing things down in the 8th century uh, BCE, he is he's talking about chariot warfare, which was no longer a thing. Yeah. Like at all. And so he's yeah. talking about chariot warfare, but it's like, he's like, yeah, that's when Achilles hopped on his chariot and then rode to the front lines and then jumped off of his chariot to fight on the yeah. ground. Yeah. And it's it's like, like
2: a battle taxi. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's so cool to me because I, it's
2: like. I quickly traveled. This is my battle taxi. I was <laughs> yeah. needed on the other side of the line yeah. to punch a 100 guys. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on my chariot and I got there in two minutes. <laughs> like it's like a weird teleporter thing. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, and it's, it, that's super cool because of the fact that it's like. It's a historical remnant, clearly. Yeah. That, uh, of course, like that, this this existed. We like knew a about this. Plot device. It feels like. Yeah. Well, it, it's a plot device. Yeah. But what's interesting is it's almost kind of a forgotten memory of exactly how that thing would have been used in that oh, context. Yeah. Which, and I love, I love that shit because that's so cool. Instead of throwing crazy blades on it and running it through formations. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because oh, everyone learned to like. Well, we can just step aside. <laughs> Oh,
1: that's a good plan. Oh shit, we should step aside for this giant horse. As long as thing. we're
2: well, as long as we're decently drilled and not just crazy militia, <laughs> we're not gonna get cut down immediately. Like, oh. Yeah, all right. Oh, it's, it's or you so can just cool. throw a spear at them and then mm-hmm. they're gone.
1: Well, and like uh, r- relating back to the plate armor thing, uh, I, I've I've shown Aaron this, and maybe uh, maybe you guys can sh- share this to your Facebook page. But there's a um, they're the oldest. Like suit of armor that was ever found was for the Mycenaeans and it was a, a big thing of plate armor called the Dendra plan- Panoply and it is so
2: fucking cool it's very cool Yeah. Um, i think warlord has a model with it yeah it, well yeah. was it was it, War- yeah, was it someone remember. else i can't remember Anyway, there, there was a 25 28 mil mm-hmm. company that has has one chariot with a guy in it yeah because we we spent like an hour trying to find someone <laughs> who made a model of that guy yeah because it's awesome
1: oh it's so freaking it's very cool. cool yeah um but it's this giant <laughs> this weird set of armor which was probably it was very heavy um because it was uh, bronze plates all stacked on top of each other and they just look they will look weird they've been given a uh, a boar tusk helmet that they also had and it was it's theorized that they were chariot <laughs> specific chariot fighting people yeah they're they so cool not really move well <laughs> no no oh they're so goofy did yeah, I show you the uh, no I,
2: I pulled up
0: <laughs> it's so it's goddamn amazing. cool it's absurd it's and I don't know so how you're cool. how do you do you just have someone like move you? No you're on the back of a chariot <laughs> well, No but like how do you get you're... onto the chariot with that?
1: Uh, yep <laughs> You've got, You have your leg space but what's weird is that the whole body is like one big like weird stiff skirt yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh it's so cool but so. yeah anyway sorry but yeah it's, uh, it, it, that, that's oh, actually it's so an interesting cool. thing just because that's another thing that has been looked at as kind of a half forgotten memory just because of the Achilles being described as be- having been dipped in bronze except for his heel and that is so that would kind of that, make sense there, that, Yeah, that's like a, a link to that, and it's it's sort of it's just sort of fun because all of when you look at uh, archaeological evidence and the uh, actual written evidence, like it's it's just sort of it just sort of coincides in really fun, interesting ways that you can kind of imagine. Oh my god, whoa, what is going
2: <laughs> Bronze Age armor is <laughs> the coolest. Bronze Age it's armor is crazy madness. <laughs> like, like you know how uh, fake <laughs> fake Vikings through through time have been like we got horns yeah oh these guys actually have horns. yeah
1: yeah like we're, we're bullmen
2: yeah we want to fight us <laughs> the legend of the of the minotaur is real and
1: he is me <laughs> yeah <laughs> run forward hit them with our horns. i built a
2: maze in my backyard
1: it, now was, run. it was amazing oh i don't
2: get it <laughs> you're both fired that's okay fair okay okay goodbye green
1: <laughs> all right okay all right sorry I, this is basically going to be a really, really yammering thing of on tangents. That's, we can. That's we what can, we do. We can reshoot it if you guys want. Reshoot, re-record, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what the actual like. Do some reshoots. Yeah, do some, do re- some reshoots. Some
2: post-production. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll fix it in post.
0: <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs>
2: we are doing it live.
0: Which kind of? You know? Yeah. Obviously, recording live from the Gadget Dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With let's the Minotaurs, so namely Aaron in Bronze Age Armor, which I don't know where he found the suit of armor, but you know. I wish.
2: So let's let's talk about some chariot wars then, huh? Oh, hell yes. Uh, chariot wars and some sea peoples and some Egyptians and Hittites and <laughs> some some <laughs> Hebrews in the hills hanging out. Let's talk chariots, bro. Let's talk chariots, friend. <laughs> um I adore chariots. I find them very
1: entertaining. Oh yeah, because um, they're endlessly experimental. They're so like weird. up until they stopped being used.
2: Well, because like <laughs> the first the first time, it's just really bad light cavalry. Yeah, which is amazing because they're even slower than like a horse, mm-hmm. so it doesn't work well. Like, <laughs> and, and especially because like, well, they, the interesting the interesting thing is like they they kind of worked like light dragoons, mm-hmm. from or uh, late, late dragoons, not light light dragoons, like horse mounted infantry where they would dismount. And fight his infantry, but the horse was kind of used to get around the battle. Mm -hmm. But they would kind of just, like, throw stuff at people for a while. And then they'd, like... Just,
0: like, harassing people? Or, like, actually doing damage? Or, like, actually being useful?
1: I think probably both. I don't think that they would have used them otherwise. Depends. Yeah. But,
0: but it, I've harassment can be a, well, a yes, good
1: yeah. tool. It though.
2: was mostly that, but it's interesting because it, it depends on the era because obviously chariots, they just changed entirely. Cause sometimes it's just like throw, throw blades on the edge and throw it at the formation. The guys will jump off beforehand and well, fuck these horses. Like whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got more. We're a kingdom. Like there, there's also the light chariot where they would, sometimes they'd jump off and throw the chariot into ranks. mm mm-hmm. Wasn't as effective, but generally they would usually go back for more missiles and throw shit at people. They generally just throw stuff and and, and bows. Well,
1: and either of those uses actually sounds really useful because this is a period where everyone, if they're wearing armor, it's more like the dendra panoply is like this crazy example of like, holy shit, why are these people dressed in bronze? Everyone else is like, yeah, let's do wicker armor. (laughs) Uh,
2: Dude, I (laughs) I don't know why I adore wicker shields. Wicker is just like everything
0: that's. Odd and wicker shields are so
2: cool, dude. Especially, especially like uh, uh, Persians with their giant wicker shields because they're wicker tower shields with Mm -hmm. like the rounded. Oh, they're so cool. They're super cool. Mm, Which it's effective
0: because we've all done fencing here, so like Mm. we all have some actual like real world experience with martial arts. Mm -hmm. So thinking because I do longsword, they both do uh, sport fencing, and just saber. Mm-hmm. Thinking about foil. <laughs> foil, that sounds so sad. Aww. It's like longsword, saber,
1: foil. Okay. Oh, I always wanted to do saber, and then like my fencing instructor was like, No, you master foil first. I was like, Why?
2: Maybe it's because I mastered foil first. Green, yeah, I didn't master,
0: I it. just went straight into longsword. But yeah, thinking about like fighting with longsword, mm-hmm. which is what I do, I mean, that's not what they were using, no. but it's enough of an analog that you can kind of have at least an idea and like a wicker shield is brilliant mm-hmm. because it can get in the it's way cheap. it's light
2: and it'll catch weapons. it'll
0: catch weapons because all you need spears. to do is have it catch enough to deflect
2: well i mean and when everyone back then is using spears yeah piercing weapons it'll grab a piercing weapon but like a cutting what? weapon
1: yeah Okay, yeah.
2: I, 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 didn't, yeah, I didn't actually. actually know. It, if it you use a it with emotion, mm-hmm. like because um, the the spear would go into the wicker, it would g- probably go through the wicker, depending on the force, of course. Mm-hmm. But the force, of course, mm-hmm. is fun to say. Anyway, but but if you're mo- you move your shield at the same time, you're gonna rip the weapon out of his hand or mm-hmm. break, the, shield, break yeah, the spear. which but like against a cutting weapon, like um, the Egyptians had a really interest like. They had a, a big use of axemen, which <laughs> that that they uh, wicker shields uh, didn't help. So those guys were actually very terrifying, even though they were just they they didn't have like any armor or shields. Usually, they would just run around in their desert with their axes. Yeah, they had the, <laughs> they had the cool military hat, and that's like mm-hmm. that's it. That but, and a big axe.
0: But still, even with like a big shield like that, just enough that you're making yourself as a target, a stranger target. And yeah. a weirder thing to try and calculate, like yeah. even with a cutting weapon, you're still thinking like before you make a cut, you've got to think of where that's going to land. Mm-hmm. So when you have that as a big old distraction to that, it does help. Yeah. And it's just like it's wicker. It's not expensive. Well, it's not hard to make.
1: Yeah. No. And, and
0: it's just... You know f-
1: the most important aspects that I heard about it was that it was it was because they were light and they like mm-hmm. as, at least for the Persians I know that they were light yeah, and they were basically since most other people were not fighting with they weren't fighting with mass amounts of arrows they were going to be fighting mostly mm-hmm. with like <laughs> slings and stones yeah and it was like wicker is great a- for yeah. that because like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like that's
2: because, all you that's all you really need yeah. most people are spears and slings yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: and you're not carrying around this big hulking heap of a thing like viking shields are effective as a weapon in and of themselves because mm. of the heft of them yeah which if you don't need to be up against something where you need that level of just it's a big hefty chunk of wood why would you fatigue yourself yeah. carrying it around otherwise because yeah.
2: then you can maneuver your opponent
0: exactly yeah
1: i don't know I'm a big fan of the uh, the aspis that the um, that the hoplites used. (laughs) Well, because that's goddamn terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a little uh, little biased. I love, I love, yeah, (laughs) way too much bias. I I won't, I won't pretend as though. Whereas
2: I, uh, oh man, why why settle for a spear when you can have something three times as long, if not eight? (laughs) Like, come on, man. I'm gonna okay. get I'm gonna develop throwing pikes. That's called a ballista. Perfect. Like <laughs> we've done it. Perfect.
1: <laughs> throwing pikes. We <laughs> <You> got thrown <laughs>
2: spears. It only makes sense. More length equals better, I like, right?
1: I like I think it's really funny if you just like think about the the natural evolution of that. It starts as like thrusting spears, yeah. then soon you move up to javelins, then you're just like, how can we throw this farther? We <laughs> make oh, the weapon longer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how that's they make it the weapon longer. Or they're like, Yeah, let's put this on a horse, like get it up to them as quickly as possible. How about we just develop something that throws them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, make man. a scorpion.
2: Oh, I love uh, Sarmatian Cataphracts. Mm-hmm. With the what is it the contest is that what it's called I don't isn't that know the, I think the uh, I think the giant they had a giant two handed spear and I'm pretty sure it's called a Contos. Uh-huh. but they're like the, the, if you don't know the Sarmatian cataphract is like the first super armored horse unit like military unit mm-hmm. in ever um, that isn't a chariot obviously but because um, they had. Um, Scale barting all around. Jesus Christ, they're terrifying. <laughs> um, and I think they're they're like they're the spear they carry. They don't carry a shield, um, but the, the spear they're ca- they carry is like as long as a pike, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're fighting pikemen a lot. So they're insanely long. And oh. uh, I just I love them because they look awesome and they're they're terrifying. Yeah, because beforehand, like nobody had good cav. It was just like to bo- <laughs> yeah. the calf was to bother people and mop them up mm. and maybe hit their flanks, yeah, or like surprise their general. And one, well, like, I'm like
1: especially when when it comes to like the big empires too. Oh, yeah. like Rome had the worst cataf- sorry, oh, cataphracts. Sorry, cataphracts. No, yeah. Rome had. Sorry, Rome never had cataphracts. It was no. the – well, Byzantines, <laughs> late, late Rome. But did late Rome have them? Okay, I think right. they borrowed the idea or hired <laughs> them. They probably, hi- they probably just Cause, hired them because because I, I know that like early Rome was like, hey, the equites, tar- like, yeah, because yeah. like the equites were like, we're the, um, you know, we're the uh, handsome <laughs> equiline <laughs> equiline elite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we'll and we'll they- just we'll just run around and be frustrating <laughs> near the near the tips.
2: Yeah, and also like. I, I find that – I find it very funny that they, mm-hmm. um, their horsemen were so bad that they're just yeah. like, these Gauls that are naked on horses, they're better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do it better. They just do it better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, uh, Gaelic Cavalry, mm-hmm. they don't have much on. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, and they were just better somehow. I, I, like, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> how. That explains how – just entirely useless equities are, <laughs> yeah. They're oh, yeah. so bad,
1: they, they were super bad. And uh, they, they had some group, there were some groups in antiquity which were pretty good. I know that the yeah. uh, Tarentines were amazing, everyone loved them, yeah. Um, and uh, same for the uh, Thessalians who were uh, ever, so everyone who is from north like the north mid to northern Greece was like, We're yes, we are horsemen, yeah, <laughs> gallop around. Throw, <laughs> spears. You throw spears he throws spears run be away frustrating <laughs> yeah. exactly run yeah. away yeah basically <laughs> flee flee um
2: yeah um but uh once again let's uh, a little bit back on topic oh yeah sorry yeah <laughs> from a rules perspective mm-hmm. i find um phalanx to be hard to to represent uh, to represent
3: yeah cuz
2: well, i mean most game systems they're just like they are heavy infantry mm-hmm. Heavy spear infantry. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's, and like a lot of triarii would be under that ca- category as well. Right. You, well, yeah, but that's what's they're interesting.
1: They're also heavy spears. Because Well, not only that, but uh, that's a great point because they, the big difference between the manipular system that the Romans used and they, yeah. they developed was it was more useful than the phalanx because it yes. could bend. Oh, I know. <laughs> and Like that's the big problem that. Uh, but that lot,
2: like, yeah. But like they only do like this unit does mm-hmm. this. Yeah. They don't, say how this unit works with this unit or yeah. with this unit because like a phalanx yeah, they're just gonna have problem. a bunch of a bunch of units mm-hmm. big line of them and mm-hmm. they just hang out at the enemy mm-hmm. like towards the enemy
1: <laughs> hang out towards the yeah enemy. basically
0: aggressively just yeah. meandering <laughs>
2: yeah because because the um yeah basically but like the uh, with the Roman system where it's checkerboard yeah units so mm-hmm. they could fill gaps and stuff well and
1: there's that but then there's also yeah. way more uh m- way more evidence for different kinds of soldiers for the roman groups because yeah. like the greeks were really really hard for their phalanx <laughs> they're yeah. like yes everyone was part of that even though of course yeah. there would be like peltasts and yeah. like people yeah, yeah, who had no yeah. nobody or but, like,
2: like or uh what were the what's their medium infantry called the, the, the hypospists uh hypotists Hipp- yeah well, however you say it. no the other ones that that's gith gith get the kapwali, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't know words. I don't know Greek. That's no, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but they had some light infantry that was more Roman style. Mm-hmm. Not really Roman style, but they had like throwing weapons and a
1: sword. Are you thinking of like the Therophoroi? Yes, the Therophoroi. Okay. okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like
2: they had those. Um, mm. well that was later though. Well yeah, that's but, that's but, like Hellenized. Yes, of course. That's but, Hellenic Greeks, but like yeah. But like Greeks as a whole, I mean Stand in wall with shield and spear. Basically. Hang
1: out. Well, and I I wish that they. uh, I want to see. I want to. Like, La De la Guerre, I guess, doesn't really represent that very well just because Mm -mm. of the fact that you've got, like, a unit of what? Eight? You've got a unit of eight. Well. Like, how how big can you make that unit? And does it all have to be touching all the time? Because, like. So, so.
2: Green hasn't played it yet, but um, I've played it a few times. They, the problem is you're thinking of a unit as a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, any unit that's touching another unit uh, is in a formation. Okay. So you want to think of them, of them as formations. Okay. So if you have four of them in a, gr- in a, in a row, in a line,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a battle line, um, then that, that'll be a formation of four. Mm-hmm. And that's more representative of, of like a flank because mm-hmm. you'll have your you're your, in in l'art de la Guerre, you're going to separate your units into three uh flanks your your middle and your two flanks obviously mm-hmm. so you'll have like three generals and they're each gonna control part of the army um and you and, and you put them into units mainly so you can command them easier because any unit touching is going to activate whenever the other unit touching them activates
1: for the same points Mm-hmm.
2: So a unit in in Lart de la Guerre is not like a full phalanx.
1: Okay, all right, that explains it. Sorry. And it, it but
2: it well that depends on the scale you're doing as well. If you're doing mm. six mil, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're doing twenty eight mil hoplites because everyone wants to paint them shields and put all those nice shiny transfers on. Hell yeah! And I want a big elephant because I'm doing Epirus. Yeah, you gotta. I, we got to get, get
1: my manipular romans together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like start that up. Mm-hmm. Then you can beat me, but I mean, I could run it. Get a... so close to I have to a lot <laughs> of I have a lot of I have a lot of Greeks. Oh, do you? Anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So we true. could
2: just do Oh, well, I mean, you don't need that many Greeks. Well, I I'm, I'm going to do both, man. I know. I'm going to do both. I know. <laughs> I might grab Persians with their cool shields. Oh shit, yeah.
1: Um, oh, that would be so cool. It
2: would. Just... I also just have a ton of barbarians that would work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some
1: Thracians. We just need to start throwing primitive civilizations at each other.
2: Oh, absolutely it will be good, like that. Um.
0: <laughs> so we did cover Greco-Roman fairly in depth. So do we want to kind, kind of. of do we want to kind of talk about other things? Which I know, since we've got green here, we will circle back hard. to Greeks. <laughs> um, so if we go in the direction of something else, yeah. we will find our way back to the Greeks. So uh, I will how about find this? our way back
2: to the Greeks. <laughs> how about this? I find the Carthaginian army to be frustrating mm-hmm. because I don't like that they they are just an army of mercenaries, basically. Okay. So I don't like that all their units are different. Like, you can only have, like, I'll have two of these. Because there's no cushy- single identical. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's the no army. identicals yeah. in the army. So it's just, a, like, it's just a a patchwork of random units. And yeah. you're like, I beat Rome. Like, <laughs> how, how do these guys even work together on yeah. a table? Like, on a field yeah. of battle, all these guys, nobody knows each other. Nobody, like, it's just random people that you threw money at. And then you brought some big dang elephants and th- threw them over a mountain. Like what? Are you- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Carthage. Carthage is frustrating to me on that front um, oh, because that w- their army is weird to buy and play.
1: Well, do you think that? Do you think that a lot of the problems that uh, the problems that kind of plague ancient warfare tends to be that the scope is too focused just on the infantry side of it, because, like, a lot of the engagement with, naval. like, Car- Car- yeah. Carthage is naval. Yeah, it's yeah. a naval power, yeah. <laughs> And so it would be more interesting to kind of see how that runs.
2: Well, I mean, the problem with that is that if you're doing boats, every mm-hmm. boat is the same boat. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. But, like, some boats are bigger boats, boats, and <laughs> some <laughs> boats
1: are smaller boats.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and some boats are cheaper boats. That's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like ancient naval is, it's a weird topic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you're just ramming the crap out of each other. (laughs) That's it. All you're doing is ramming, killing their oars and maybe boarding them and stealing their stuff. So I think the other issue... It's very cool. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, there's just not enough variety, I feel, Mm. to facilitate a game.
0: And I think like the other issue we have is we tend to approach ancients from a very modern perspective. Yeah. And we're not taking into account really how ancient societies worked and how that would affect the ancient warfare. And we're just like, we are, you know, 21st century people looking at these cool dudes with, you know, the cool shields and the cool chariots and let's throw them at each other. And we're not, it's hard to have that perspective of how warfare worked because we're very much shaded by modern conflicts and more how warfare is within more rememberable history. Yeah. So I think that also adds to kind of that issue of, well, it seems weird because from our perspective, it is.
1: Well, it's because like in ancient history, a lot of like a a great example of that is how luck has kind of been pushed out of the concept of modern warfare, where it's just whether an action works or it doesn't, it seems to be thought of as something that's all based on just strategy or just sort of uh, brute forcing because they have situation. we have enough information to yeah. actually like
2: assess a situation where it's
1: just like mm-hmm.
2: the guy on the horse said there's a hill over there yeah exactly and there wasn't yeah. like well i guess we lose to these guys like you know exactly
1: well and if i were to if i would design like a uh, a historical navy sort of game it would all sorry historical an ancients navy game i I feel like the ships themselves and the civilizations would be secondary to really super complicated like weather and terrain uh, functions just because it would all be based on whether or not you get fucked by the weather and terrain yeah because like if you're (laughs) going to
2: go and navally invade carthage yeah roll to see how many boats got lost on the way or how many showed up because i mean like even even I'm I'm a big Epirus boy. I like Epirus a lot. That sounds weird. I love that. I'm I, a big Epirus but boy. But if if you if you, uh, if you know your geography, yeah. Uh, when they invade Rome, that's not a far distance. No. But uh <laughs> But man, did they not make it? Uh, yeah. as many like. By the way, Epirus was the first person. They were the first people to successfully transport elephants on the sea. Which uh, scares Which the a, crap yeah. out of Rome.
0: It's, <laughs> oh my mind god! Mind blowing. What, like how the what? You got elephants on a boat and you sailed them yeah. across the,
2: the sea. sea. Yeah, and right. it's
0: just like how, but why? But oh, sure, I'll tell you. Okay. I, I,
2: well, hey, now that we know that elephants find humans cute, that's how you're just like, come along, elephant, and they're like, oh, look at the human. Um, <laughs> I'll go on your little wooden boat. <laughs> You got it, human. Oh, God, why are you throwing me at people? Like, um, <laughs> quit oh stabbing me. But um, that makes ancient warfare so much sadder. Because <laughs> oh finding out that elephants think that humans are cute, and then mm. we're just like, you will kill them, and then... <laughs> Did, did and he's that, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh God. Oh you, no. Did
1: I ever tell you about like Pompey and the 22 elephants? Uh-uh. So, at some point, uh, at some point before the uh beginning of the the Great Storm, which was the uh, Roman Civil War, which led to that changed it from a republic to a uh an empire. Yeah. Like with an imperator. The yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Pom, Pompey the Great." was so he was so like disconnected with what exactly people wanted that one of the one of the things that he did was he just brought 22 elephants into the uh into like a big amphitheater it wasn't the Colosseum because oh. this was prior to the am- <laughs> coliseum but um <laughs> he brought them into an amphitheater and just had a whole bunch of like legionaries go in and kill them with spears <laughs> what and like the people who watched it happen were like so distraught by with by watching it, because like the elephants are like making you know distressed noises. Yeah, and of shit, course. That everyone like kind of like hated Pompey for I it. mean, and, like, that's They fair. were like crying and shit. Oh my god, and it's, that's like, amazing! Holy shit! Like what a crazy like judgment. You guys want to watch us kill these these al- these animals? <laughs> it's like for a whole bunch of people were like, "Yeah, I kind of do." And then they like really. Really regretted it. Oh as god! A yeah, yeah, shit, shit. Also, Why did I do this? Also,
2: twenty-two is a lot of <laughs> elephants. Oh,
1: okay. So so many oh
2: my god. The idea
0: to get Isn't that elephants...
1: more than Hannibal
2: got over the Alps. Uh, I
1: I don't know the actual specific number. It wasn't that
0: many. many. It, I can't is imagine that... a lot of them made it through the Alps because, yeah. uh, because the Alps. It's the Alps <laughs> and they're elephants, and it's just a really odd combination of things to go together. Yeah,
2: but anyway, um, I find it. Uh, the naval aspect is so it's just so random yeah, whether like because yeah. they don't know when storms are going to obliterate half your fleet because yeah, the or, goddamn
1: or, Mediterranean is scary as or shit. or if you
2: like <laughs> we lost 10 boats and then like those guys wound up in a different empire and they're like yeah ah, screw it let's kill them like, <laughs> like yeah that happened all the time
0: <laughs> yeah and just communicating between your, your fleet like how yeah. how you can't really cuz they're flags i don't know yeah there's just not
2: did they use flags i don't know I, that would I make sense no, but i, I don't know. i have no idea how they communicate But they just shout loudly
0: well that, that's what that's what's hey! weird
1: because like you have turn left like at, at least for uh, at least for later engagements a lot of the naval engagements uh, that greece was doing it would be like, "Hey, let's get a Spartan general to lead it." And it's just like, "How do you like lead <laughs> if we yeah. like yeah. naval co- like naval combat?" Does he that just like, like,
2: like write like write up the plan and show?
1: That is the, the only boat masters or whatever. Guess like I don't the boat I don't know what boat
0: to more boatmen, boat people. Yeah, I'm just like what do you, what even?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's super. It's crazy. Like, yeah, because the
2: tactics are just board them
1: and shoot arrows. Which is like, funny because like. Yeah we all you also know that it couldn't have been that simple. Well, obviously just not. Like, yeah, de- like it's not like it's not like because they didn't have the technology we have that they were just stupid. No, no, like, of course not. It's like it's like holy shit. They probably had some sort of like super simple way to communicate with each other that we can't just even like imagine. Yeah, of, I like, mean they were really close, so flags would have actually made sense. Flags would make total sense, but, but I never yeah, see
2: them on. I never see it
1: talked about. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm wondering if it's just because of the lack of scope of imagination for be. a lot of historians. Yeah, but,
2: but um, that's, that's I mean,
1: que- in question,
2: when when was when were siege weapons first deployed onto? Oh, <laughs> <boats>?
1: <laughs> I feel like
0: Green's about to tell us. I'm okay <laughs> with
2: that because that was a good question.
1: Okay, well. Um, deployed on naval vessels. Is, yeah, because
0: before
2: it was just like marines and archers and rowers, okay, right? right? Ooh, and then at a certain point, they're just like, "Let's put some ballistas and stuff on here," you, you know?
1: know? Yeah, I think that that probably that would would have more than likely been. You know, actually, the more I think about it, the less the less uh, excited I, I, I am, because I don't know. It, <laughs> I have no idea. Because
2: it's gotta no be pretty soon after. Like, hey, this mm. ballista is pretty cool. You know, yeah. what could go on a boat. <laughs> yeah. let's like, do like that. W-
0: what can we put a ballista on? Oh, look at all these ballista boats! Yeah, let's yeah. put one here. Let's put one there. These are yeah. these are dope. We can launch giant giant spears. And then yeah, like
1: people were like, "What the fuck? Why are they putting ballistas on these things?" Do you know what we should do? We should stop building castles on our boats. Oh god, and then you those. get like quinqueremes. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking. Uh, awesome. when they
2: have that, like the big ar- the archer towers, like mm-hmm. an actual tower, so they can yeah. fire down because oh. they had the side protection, so that yeah. the archers can fire directly um, so they're just like let's build a tower on top of this so we can fire down at them ah uh, <laughs> so cool
1: the first like thing that i can imagine the first sorry um siege weapon that i could honestly imagine was is probably like the uh the corax on the like the it's the same thing that the primarch gets his name from the corvus corax the the uh-huh. thing that the romans developed to capture carthaginian ships cuz it was just like a big hook oh yeah like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> grabbed onto yeah. their boat and then they just stormed it that's the only I think that it would just be a logical. They just turn it into like
2: that. a siege tower that would be designed to f- slap onto the walls,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, let's let's and we'll just
2: throw that at a boat.
1: Let's put that on a boat.
2: <laughs> yeah, because uh, Italy somehow Rome yeah. had apparently
1: just not great at navy. No, they had somehow a ter- they had somehow, a ter- somehow.
2: they're in the middle of the yeah. How do you have a terrible navy when you're like Rome?
1: Because they were focusing. On, I know. Th- like they. It's just, just ridiculous. Did, yeah, they were. They weren't very great at boats
2: or <laughs> yeah they just got by with dudes with shields and, yeah well and throwing spears like another thing Which is to worked.
1: like they they didn't like at that point they didn't have any as far as i know and as far as most historians know <laughs> they didn't have like these grand ideas of empire they just sort of stumbled into accidentally because they wanted that.
2: to steal a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah because i mean they, basically yeah i mean rome collapsed after they ran out of stuff to take <laughs> to keep taking yeah. yeah
1: yeah exactly and
0: i mean one of the reasons they were so successful being able to take things mm-hmm. was because of the infrastructure they built, which they could make up for a lot of other shortfalls, mm-hmm. Because they built good roads and bridges. I mean, there's still bridges in Great Britain Mm -hmm. that were built in Roman times that are still in use today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, they obviously knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. So Yeah, because
1: when Romans arrived they were there to stay. yeah. Yeah.
0: So as far as like Romans, you know, not being good at naval, well, that's fine because they could build some really fantastic roads. So yeah. okay, let's do this land and thing. We're better at it,
2: and that's way more reliable. You don't get lost on a road nearly as much as like, oh <laughs> crap, a storm. Yeah, eighty well, <laughs> percent of us sunk. Like, uh, well,
0: yeah. If you're sinking on the road, you have other issues. Yeah. Well,
1: the the, the whole sinking is so super compounded because it's, it's not even sinking they, half the time. It's just like
2: we got lost. Well, well and that's then died of starvation because like, <laughs> we couldn't find land. They tried or not, whatever. They yeah, would
1: try not to get to get lost because it would take forever to sail around the Mediterranean because they didn't just go from, like, it's not like you went from Italy down to the top of Africa. You tried yeah. to go all the way around around yeah. Greece, around Turkey. Around deep water Egypt. was uh, not yeah. good for you. And they were like, "Let's," like, "I I can't deal with not seeing land." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But then also, what happens is, if you're really close to land and then. Say there's a gust of wind, which pushes you into the rocks. Then it's just like, oh, uh, there shit. are rocks there to yeah. be pushed into. Yeah. 80% of your crew yeah. is just killed.
2: Yep. yep. It's there just they like, go. Jesus Christ. Yeah, all your rowers died because they couldn't get out fast enough. Like, well, <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> I guess we oh live in Spain now. <laughs> guess <laughs> yeah. we're Iberians. How's yeah. it going?
1: Oh, hey, Iberians. How's it going? Then you get slaughtered. Well, <laughs> yes.
2: I love that Rome just straight up stole Spain's everything and then we're just like we can do this better
1: (laughs) yeah 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 well that's like how rome just operated in general yeah they're like yeah aqueducts yeah we can do that (laughs) yeah let's do that i i i gotta go back to
2: spears sorry go on. i love spears (laughs) fuck yeah and uh i don't think that spears are clearly the best weapon
1: hell yeah and um i'm a dory man myself i love I i
2: love the um just from an evolution of warfare perspective how obvious from hoplites to just pike formations like, it's it's ridiculous how like a direct line that is, mm-hmm. even though they fill very different roles. Cause like, pikemen in like woods, useless. Yeah, <laughs> they're dead. They're dead. You just sent them to their dooms. They're entirely dead. They're drop super those bucked. drop those spears. Get your get your sidearm out. Go do that. But then you have a smaller shield because pikemen couldn't. They had it's a pike. It's two hands. But mm-hmm. they, Anyway, but like buckler, but it's 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 just it's it's very interesting to me that the direct line from spearmen to pikemen mm-hmm. I find that very
1: cool. It's yeah, it's oh my god, Histo- <laughs> historical weapons are cool, <laughs> yeah, like the lines are the, the lines are super interesting, especially when you're um, especially when they they specialize in what specific battlefield role that they're supposed to take out, and I guess that, mm-hmm. it, it, to a degree, at least my way of looking at it is a little bit too video gamey because a lot of it has to do with like Age of Empires too, where it's well, like, yeah. yeah, the direct evolution is this, and they're really good at taking out horses, and that's it. But like, yeah, Even but the like spearm- they're also amazing, yeah, just against everything.
2: Yeah, that that, that <laughs> actually upsets me about Age of Empires. It's like. Pikeman, yeah. I should just be able to mask these and then kill everyone because that's how it actually worked, <laughs> unless you don't go near trees or rocks
1: or streams. Just play as Byzantium, then yeah. you can't.
0: Really flat land, you're good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> oh darn, a hill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: shit. Huh? Well,
1: unless you're at the top of the hill.
0: Well, yeah, but uh-oh. then you're
1: then you're good. Then you uh- get your plus one bonus against infantry. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. No,
2: it goes from a two to a three. <laughs>
1: An Sorry, extra you're plus right. 1. Yeah, that's a. F- Pikemen yeah.
2: already get a plus 2 <laughs> against all,
0: against all. And they
2: negate impact.
1: Oh my god. That's that's
0: Please never n- Pikemen rolls?
2: No, that is actually how they work in Is Laker it really? Lager. They get that's, plus 2 against all.
0: That's upsettingly good.
2: Uh I don't know how that works. Not, they're use- very expensive and you will have a very short line so they get flanked so fast. Okay. Th- <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, and uh uh most things get plus ones anyway. It's not that crazy. It's not like plus one to hit. It's different. We need to, Don't worry I, about it. We need to sit down and play that game, Aaron. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I have played it. It is fun. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> as a person who has played DBA, well, since he was eight, because <laughs> uh, my, my dad is crazy <laughs> and it's great. Um,. But no, since I played I think it was 8, doesn't matter, 8, 10, whatever. Um, But I played DBA since since a wee small boy, and I beat 40-year-old men somehow. I don't know how, but it was very funny. Um, At DBA, which is a very tournament-centric game at that time. It was like the tournament game, uh, which is weird to think about. Because now it's just 40K. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much it's just, you play 40K, and that's the tournament game somehow, Mm -hmm. and then, but like, 20 years ago it's dba yeah and that's it dba maybe dbm dbr not so much sometimes can maybe. you
0: explain these acronyms to okay. people <laughs> who might not know them
2: uh that's a good plan and i'm like sitting here pretending to know okay. like yeah <laughs> so dba is de, uh debellus antiquitus which is uh like the big main uh ancients rules that have been around for ever. And the biggest complaint about the guy who writes them is he doesn't write in English. He writes in some crazy half English. The way he writes rules is infuriating and insane and you can't read them. So anyone... <laughs> yeah. This
1: was the tournament scene 20 years ago.
2: It absolutely was. Um, so unless you had a friend to teach you, you couldn't learn it like natively, basically. Okay. Um, and my dad actually knew the dude. And, he, and all the time he'd be like, what the hell's this rule? And he's like, oh, it's this. And he's like, that's not what you that's wrote. That's not that's <laughs> not how words work, friend. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, but it it it's a very very old system and it's 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 been around around for for a long time, is So it, it's, it's it, it good. It is. I think it's fun. I, I like uh, L'Art de la Guerre more, but uh, okay. But that is such a large basis for mm. all like mass formation based games now. Yeah. It's 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 so ingrained in wargaming for like big battles. Mm -hmm. Uh, involving formations. I mean, the only other one is Warhammer Fantasy, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple more. We don't talk about Kings of War because it's it's not good. (laughs) I think it's boring. It's a boring game. But anyway, I'm going to get so much flack for that.
0: Yeah, Aaron... uh, I
2: will explain myself when we talk about Rank and Flank games later. We'll probably do an episode on Rank and Flank, and I will be upset at Kings of War for a long time.
0: And when you address your hate mail to us... um... Please put Aaron's name in the subject line so I will ignore so, it and he will get to read it. And I will
2: promptly ignore it as well.
0: Um, <laughs> until ooh, I read it to him because promptly, I will
1: promptly ignore it. it. I will get to it as <laughs> soon as possible. We do And value, then I'll forget about it because yeah. I don't care. I don't. We do like value your game.
0: feedback. I will read any hate mail about Aaron's dislike of Kings of War to him, so that's fine. He will get the okay, message.
2: Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but like if you look at what's it called? Warmaster. Mm -hmm. War Master is very similar as well It's a bit different of course And that's if you don't know that's the Warhammer 10 10 mil game yeah, Mass battle fantasy game And that's fairly similar it has a lot of the same mechanics Because it's always the biggest thing that's been Taken from DBA is like How you construct your army Mm-hmm. and in that it's bro- always broken down into three like it's always this is it's under this general this mm-hmm. is the man he's controlling these dudes and and etc and you always have you almost always have a bigger guy that can go and help and run around and that's mm-hmm. the same of um all the warlord mass battle games now like pike and shot and and hell and, and hell caesar and mm-hmm. and black powder all three of those and that's because it was all those were written by the guy who did Warmaster. Okay. Oh, uh, which was, was a lot of influence from DBA and stuff. Also, DBM is the medieval one and DBR is Renaissance. I didn't go over those. Okay. But ancient DBA, DBM, DBR, Ancients, Medieval, Renaissance. Anyway, and it's just interesting to see how influential the, those games were. Yeah. I don't know what was before it because um, I never played it, but no. um, I'm sure there was something before it. that, that You know what I mean? though. <laughs> Whatever like, H.G. Wells wrote. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, God. I have actually read Little Wars. Have you? It's horrible. Oh, Oh, it's not a game, but it's very funny. Um, It, it. uh, Oh gosh. Speaking about those, what's funny Mm -hmm. is um, it had a lot of you know like modern dexterity games where you like flick around a thing or throw things Mm -hmm. as part of a board game. Mm -hmm. That's like how we did cannon shots sometimes. Like that's actually kind of a really neat thing. uh, No that that that, was that was a huge thing in like the eighties and stuff. Like if you're doing an artillery strike, you'd get like a little ball or a cotton ball thing, you'd turn around and throw it behind you. There's a couple games like that. <laughs> oh, that's so and cool. And it's just like, oh good. I hit my own troops again. Like <laughs> it, oh, it happens a lot. And I don't, it, it's fun. And then it's frustrating as hell. That'd yeah.
0: be good for like the occasional. Hey, we're gonna play this. Yeah, like for ridiculous. We're gonna do this at home, and there will be beer at, involved. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. It's gonna be a, a barrel of laughs. But as a serious war game with the idea of being like competitive and not actually even competitive, but to like win and make it a serious thing, it's not serious. Well, so
2: I think it's different. I would I would argue that it's more that would be playing with the rules instead of playing with an army. Because if you're playing with those kind of rules. You're playing just with the rules. Like it doesn't matter what army you have, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, whereas if, if you're playing D B A, you're like, I'm playing uh Dacians and they have these units, you're playing these facilitated by the rules, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of I have who cares, I'm throwing puffballs behind me to see where my artillery lands. <laughs> <really laughs> you that, know? It doesn't yeah. matter at that point. And mm-hmm.
0: that is a complaint I do have about certain game systems. Mm-hmm. Um, where it just it feels yeah, like playing oh, the rules versus playing your army yeah it, it's mm-hmm. like oh well it doesn't matter what army i'm playing what who they are what they're doing because my stat line is going to be the same as my opponent's stat line yeah because there's just no real account for and that's, differences
2: and that's a thing that i have a problem with bolt action i was about to say yeah, yeah bolt action, bolt action. Uh, kings of war is a problem for me on
1: that <laughs> do you know what do you know what we should do what like next? To cr-
2: create a Aaron's bad list. Well, not not just like an Aaron's <laughs> bad list. I would love
1: it. I would absolutely love it if I, came, went into went into Gajo one of these days and we just like sit down and we sit down and just play a whole bunch of like small scale games of the freaking, all of these formation games and you're like, okay, yeah. we're going to play fucking Kings of War right now. I'm going to show you exactly why this we sh- can this do is that shit. I can do that. I'd be su- I'd be super Because yeah.
2: that way I know spend what, a what day, talking about. Yeah, spend a day and you get to play more <laughs> rule sets. Because you haven't actually played that many rule sets. No, I haven't at yeah. all. Yeah, and yeah but We need to <laughs> change that.
0: When we uh, do an episode about game design and mechanics and, Things that work, things that don't. And we'll definitely do we'll have a fun demo day at Gadget. Mm -hmm. We'll grab a bunch of minis, we'll have a bunch of rules. And we're just gonna have fun with all these different rule sets exploring, you know, our likes, dislikes, that sort of thing. And I would like to definitely compare older rule sets to things that are coming out now because like we've talked about before within context of just games as a whole going from those bookshelf hex based games where you're just like holy okay this is a whole bunch of rules it's a whole bunch of words not a whole Mm. bunch of it makes sense together it's just bricks of text you
2: just look at you just open the box and you're like (laughs) gulp here we go
0: (laughs) um whereas modern games are better with having rule sets that are simpler to understand at a core level Mm -hmm. but then each unit or faction adds its own little flavor of complexity so it'll be its own little thing I Mm -hmm. guess yeah and that makes it more playable because you're like oh well I get the core concept of this and that's really neat because it's like okay well on a base level this is how all these work and then When you pick up your army or faction book, it's like, oh, well, you know, because of the gimmick or mechanic that we're going for, for this flavor, you add this, which is great. I love that about modern game systems, which as far as like handling historicals, it, it works as well because people from different areas would have a preference to different technologies and different weapons. So having, you know, kind of a baseline, this is how war works. Mm hmm. In this world and accepting that historicals, you do have to suspend reality for a little bit. You do have to create a fantasy version of that period Mm. where it's a little, this is how war works in this period. Mm. This is what we do. And then, oh, well, if you're from this area or, you know, you're this army, you do these things. And this is how like your slingers work, or this is how your hoplites work, or this is how your spearmen work. And that's just kind of adding to that foundation of this war world we've created. So if that makes sense to mm. you guys, and that's a yeah. very modern take on game design.
1: Well, and it's, it's a modern take, and I would argue that it's probably the most accurate take that you can have when it comes to like historicals, because yeah. we don't know what happened. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, you make, know, make, play some make-up. Yeah, play a little bit of make-up. Just yeah, be okay and- be okay with the fact that you can't be 100% historical yeah. a- historically accurate when you come to a specific way that a specific group fought all the time. It's not.
0: And even like World War II, which like our grandparents fought. Mm. You still have to be like, okay, guys, this, yes, this is all the stuff that happens. And we know that it happened because these guys told us this is what happened because they were there. There's a couple trillion
2: Um, personal memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. And like the guy, like you're in, if you're in a tank, you're writing a book and then two other guys in your tank are writing a book. And then the tank next to you, there's five books being written. (laughs) And then behind you, there's three infantry colonels that are just like, books like (laughs) everyone's writing damn books which is great i think it's very useful to have personal accounts of that kind of stuff oh yeah and those are way more historical and personal whereas uh, stuff from the ancient era is more romanticized into a story
0: yeah and you still have to take an average even with personal memoirs you still have to establish an average baseline because you really you can't have a world that exists with all of these tiny points Without just being like, okay, well, this is our line. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, like you said, Aaron, the absolute opposite end of that spectrum is Ancients, where there isn't memory of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of this romanticized fantasy of what it could have or might have been.
2: It's like taking Romance of the Three Kingdoms and... Some games, Dynasty Warriors, turn it into just like I swing my sword and kill a thousand people. Mm, yeah. Those are great, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're so fun. But like using that as a historical text because it's so uh, romanticized, I guess is still the same word. I don't want to use the same word again, but I'm gonna, and I did. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's hard to extrapolate what actually happens. You know, yeah. Like we, these people, like a lot of those people, they existed, or mm. someone close to them or maybe four or five people in like a council or like this guy and his three lieutenants were just rolled into one for simplicity's sake like we don't know and it's just a lot of people look at the romance of the three kingdoms and we know that it's way more romanticized than like the iliad or or any of that you know Mm. whereas yeah those are they're they're crazy like (laughs) and but people take them way more factual than more eastern historical literature i guess would make sense historical fantasy you know what i mean
0: yeah it's just there is a time and a place for literal interpretations of yes, things of course. i'd say anything pre-renaissance yeah. you need a huge grain of salt because it's not only old and has been passed through countless tellings and retellings and there's such a distance between even like a medieval scholar in mm-hmm. the ancient world yeah so even with their accounts which we consider historical now it's just it's this whole like yeah it's this whole level of like people get confused with other people and like like mm. you said people get merged and it's like oh well were there these great warrior heroes or are they just like actually a couple different people yeah. who did similar things where it just kind of all congealed into these different like
2: this one heroic yeah. figure huh. Um, For sake of like inspiring your 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 populace, I think, that, or you know, yeah,
1: I think that the uh, have you, have either of you heard listened to the history of Rome podcast? No, uh, my one of my favorite things that he talks about is um, how he talks a lot about Romulus, and he's talking about how the version of Romulus that we get, which basically Romulus translates to basically Mister Rome, <laughs> um, oh. like it could be. What's really funny about it is that he he was talking about how in a few hundred years it's very possible that we'll have just as fic we'll have fictionalized like George Washington just as much you know oh, yeah. that he personally flew over the Delaware and slaughtered <laughs> the entire the entire Briti- uh, the entire British army and he had wooden teeth that because he was made of a cherry tree and he was not ever allowed to lie because of it <laughs> oh, and it's my God. like but it's like crazy witch's even <laughs> which is curse which curse
2: <laughs> Which <laughs> his curse has turned him into a
3: cherry tree. <laughs> the only way
2: he can get back is if he doesn't lie for a hundred years.
0: <laughs> I will be Washington. a human one. That made
2: him immune to bullets as well. From his
0: magical tower in the land of Morristown. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Vogue. Yeah. In the magical I, kingdom of New Jersey.
2: I love the idea that Mr. Rome... Uh, like and applying that to more modern context, yeah. I know where it's just like Dr. Congress, <laughs> Dr. Congress. Dr. Congress went and <laughs> toppled Germany in World War II, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> Professor it, Parliament, yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, he really went on a rampage over there. Like, <laughs>
1: but like, uh, there, there's like an, another interesting, like, uh, aside that we were talking about is kind of like. It's kind of like how you you were explaining how in a tank battalion there could be like five or six or seven people who are all writing a book. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and that's uh, you know because like, literacy is a thing now. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's great, but it's also interesting because there's also only so far that uh, a personal account can take us because of most course. of the the uh, Thucydides, the Peloponnesian War, which is considered the first actual historical book ever because he went around, he didn't involve the gods in anything like Herodotus did that in the histories and stuff. Um, but, uh, Thucydides went from person to person to person was talking a lot about, uh, well, he would, he would ask what their personal accounts are. And anyway, um, it's, it's a crazy, ridiculous, nonsensical read if you read it right now. Cause it's like, oh, like he's, he's, he's sure experimenting, but, yeah. um, it's yeah. also interesting because if you think about that, there are, there's a question on what people decided to tell him because it was relevant because, you know, even though these people were fighting naval battles, we still don't know how they communicated with each other because yeah. it was like, that would, that would have been obvious, dude. We yeah. used carrier pigeons. Like, well, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like right now it'd be like well how are they communicating well Hmm. obviously they have mics running into cables running into our recording device which then we're going to take the file and edit it like that for us is just like well that's how a podcast is done Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. or in in like world war ii with 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 fucking radios yeah exactly which um i find it hilarious that uh the first tanks used carrier pigeons (laughs) mm-hmm Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. They'd have a <laughs>
2: basket of carrier pigeons that they'd just throw out a, <laughs> a hole in the basket. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Oh, I love yeah, that. No,
2: um, which is hilarious, That's so especially cool. considering that, you know, the engine was in the middle and everyone was dying of, like, fumes, including the pigeons. Yeah, yeah and, we, like, like, that pigeon's not going to make it back, dude. I mean, they did, but you know what I mean? Like, those poor you're po- birds. You're poisoning yourself and these pigeons, and you're like, pigeon, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and and, <laughs> and pigeon's they did. like, yeah, I'm free. Yeah, yeah, pigeons
0: like oh, I'm not dying of having a very sensitive respiratory system inside of this death. Well, I mean, fume pigeons trap. are
2: pretty. Pige- pigeons are tough. <laughs> That's a damn tough bird.
0: Still, though. I know, I know I know I know, I know,
2: I know, I know. But like, yeah. it's it's just it's it's interesting that um, we actually talk about line, lines of communication now mm-hmm. because it's such a big deal. Yeah, from the invention of the radio, you know, to yeah, to facilitate more modern tactics you you need it because before it was like dude on horse ride fast Can't yeah give message
0: yeah well, Hand piece of paper with written yeah, it, message to you know probably kid who rides really well yeah exactly and be like hey kid you know go find you know go general so-and-so yeah and hand him this message
2: mm-hmm. yeah whereas now it's just like hey, hey tom yeah can we get <laughs> like some artillery yeah, that'd be like, fucking cool it's like okay
0: we're connected uh, across the world like you can have communications from like the middle of nowhere like and then be communicating with somebody in like dc Mm. from the middle of who knows where that
2: that 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 brings up an interesting point is that uh, um a lot of games don't have communication aspects
1: yes Oh my god! Yes,
2: and I feel like that. I mean, okay, the um initiative systems in ancient games mm. kind of can account for it because, like, you usually roll for how many actions you get or whatever. Yeah. Like, for example, in in uh, in Black Powder, you're gonna be like. This guy's a leader seven, and if you roll three under or four under, you get three moves or whatever, you know? Mm. You can move up to here, and you say your order beforehand before you roll, so you see how successful you are. But it doesn't account for, like, inter-battalion or any an inter-core or anything. Like, yeah. Like, communication between lines is, is... it's And it it's hard, and I don't know if it would add anything. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it would add a
1: lot.
0: I, I mean, it could. But I don't know it would be fun.
1: Well, uh, that's okay. Thing. Yeah, that, And it would that's depend...
0: Sorry. No, you're, you're it, it would depend on the era that we're talking about like mm-hmm. when we're talking about something more a little bit more modern like uh, Napoleonics where you could mm-hmm. communicate through bugle and uh, drum yeah. calls. And, I mean that goes way back yeah. you know, oh, to yeah. medieval well, renaissance that sort of thing and even re- um ancients with um having uh trumpets and drummers mm-hmm. communicating things that way yeah. because that'll travel way further than anything else but that still only has a limited range yeah so then
1: well i think that there are a few like lines that we're we're, we like aren't even thinking (laughs) that we're not okay well like uh, like a one of the things that i i keep thinking again and again is that i see a lot of games that are that are ancients or that have a system which uh, encapsulates ancients but that also include things like the dark ages but then they yeah. d- but the problem is that when you're in the dark ages you don't have to worry about the same logistical ni- nightmare because all of a sudden yeah. your grand army numbers 200 dudes <laughs> instead yeah. of 20,000. Yeah. Yeah. exactly um yeah. and i feel like it it probably wouldn't be a lot of fun i feel like it would probably add a lot of strategic element to the game because a lot of um at least uh, and once again my i can't claim to be a 100 like a big expert on any of this bullshit but um a i know my understanding is that for rome it's less about it's less about uh moving your dudes into the right position as much as it is okay well we've got these guys in reserves we need to know exactly when to send them in yeah um, and I feel like that way you're mitigating the communication aspect because it's not like, oh, shit, we're being surrounded. It's like, oh, don't worry. We're being surrounded, but we've got some guys who are going around to yeah, that side yeah. now. And, yeah, I just – I think it would, it would be interesting. I think it would be definitely interesting and worthwhile to the kind only, of experiment with that The only it, rule cool. that
2: um, I feel the, – the the one rule example that I can find in a more popular game is in, in Flames of War, the Russian tanks. They have what's what's called hen and chicks, which means if they move they have a minus to hit, and that's because um it's it's partly because of their command structure and partly because uh, they didn't have radios for a long time yeah um I feel like it uh, it shouldn't go into late war because at that point most of them had radios, yeah, but they still have hen and chicks in late war, which i think was weird but anyway um and that and because in their early early like t thirty fours and b t sevens and all all their all their tanks. They didn't have radios in them, mm. um, except for like scout tanks. I think they have very few. Anyway, so they would. Why was that? Um,
0: they're expensive. They're was that okay?
2: Well, or they're expensive, expensive, and well, they could have afforded them. They made
0: thousands of tanks. Well, that that that's what. I, but they, they didn't
2: know that they they didn't know if it was that useful yet. Okay. Because because it wasn't. Because it wasn't a tried
1: and true. World War uh, exactly. Yep. World War
2: Two was uh, insanely experimental in, in every re- regard, yeah. and that's why the British have. Their own tank system because they thought it was going to be World War One again, and most people did, mm-hmm. except for like Germany, yeah, <laughs> uh, at the beginning, anyway. And then they fucked it up because they overcompensated mm. because they wouldn't follow up their Blitzkriegs well because they're dumb idiots. Anyway, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> back to ancient warfare. Yeah, anyway, but but no, I, I, I f-
2: from from communication. Anyway, um, from a rules perspective, I find it because I don't feel like Hens and chicks effectively works but it's an aspect and it it's a th- it, it 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 exists there mm. but i don't know of anything anywhere else besides like big command
0: what if you had, like, some kind of card-based system where it's like, oh, well, we have these, like you said, the Roman reserves. What if you had, like, reserve cards and it's, like, something that you would elect to put, you know, to flip a reserve card and see, like, what you got and in. It, that. Just so it's a little bit. You could do that
2: on, a, like, a turn timer. Like, every turn you're going to flip a card. And it could yeah. be nothing or it could be this unit arrives here. Mm. Yeah.
0: You know. And I mean, that's, you know, the only thing I could think of from a game design perspective that's describing what you were, that would fit what you were describing of having reserves that you know reserves will come in if they come in exactly when they're needed is kind of a different thing. Because I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of the way like 40K handles reserves. I think it's a little silly, but that's fine. yeah I mean, yay, super sci-fi fantasy way in the future with a bunch of ridiculous stuff realism doesn't really doesn't have a home there. No. Mm-hmm. So what you know, what can be done with a more realistic system or at least trying to portray a realistic system, you know, having that sense of uncertainty which would come from communication things mm-hmm. because who knows if the, you know, you have your communication kind of of what's going on through the trumpet and drums, mm-hmm. but also what if the kid on the horse gets, you know, shot down? Yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. Or attacked by wolves, wolves or anything.
2: Yeah, some crazy stuff
1: happens. And it's also like, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see instruments kind of take a different role because other than
0: just being like a hey, you get a static plus bonus to a thing for having musicians in. Yeah, your, y- your yeah. Bar. Well,
1: because like. For instance, uh, the Spartans during the Peloponnesian War used uh, uh, the aulos all the time, but it's like the reason behind it wasn't just to play a fine little tune as you were marching. It wasn't like they they didn't march in step. That wasn't the intention. The intention was to be like, like the aulos also had its own like cultural significance, which was like, oh yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like like things are about to go fucking bunkers and it's just like oh shit they're playing an alice like they're playing an alice and marching into battle and singing oh fuck like like that was that they was are not news. afraid of battle at all yeah, they're I not like, afraid of battle I like
0: the aggressive singing yeah well yeah. yeah
1: or like like that there are a lot of uh cultural things that we kind of lose i mean like the fact that you know, the Romans didn't use fucking drums at all. They wouldn't have used drums because they considered them effeminate, which is goddamn which is, hilarious. Actually, their yeah.
0: instrument was closer to an oboe, and I just yeah. love the, yeah. let loose the oboes of war. Yeah, exactly.
1: And but like, can you imagine that? Like hundreds of them? My God, that would be fucking terrifying. Oh my God. That was a
2: spooky sound.
1: Like, yeah, it, it, not only is it spooky, but then you've got like hundreds of people like yelling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like it. it's like the... the the amount of fucking goddamn, like, the, the reason that, you know, uh, the reason that often casualties were so not crazy huge high was because of the fact that it was just like, oh, things are starting to fall apart. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, They've oh, got shit. double reads. jeez it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking run. We can't, we can't handle double reads. Hey, as- is not going to let this happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can respect that. As a, as a bassoonist, we, we double-read players are an intimidating lot.
2: <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs>
1: I feel like we approach ancients too much from the same level that we approach uh, Dark Ages and Renaissance far too much because of the fact that we look at we look at instruments as just instruments. We don't look at the cultural significance of what that yeah. meant to the people who are It's there. kind of the
2: same same as a banner in that yeah, era. Exactly.
1: Because
2: yeah. hearing yeah. it is like, we are these people. Yeah. <laughs> we have these instruments. Mm-hmm. Instead of a banner where it's like, that's us. That's our that's our flag.
1: Yeah. And it's it's I I'd like to see a little bit more like get that get a little bit more complicated. Because like Ultimately, it isn't. I I feel like t- too many people get caught into the trap, which is this is ancient history. This isn't, you know, basically we're all the same, you know, we're same basic, you know, toughness three humans. Um, but like uh, they get too comp, like they think too much on just the really like the tiny um, like uh, technology increments, even though that's not as crazy like it, it, it can be important but that's just a small aspect of it because it can be there can be like one side beating the other it could be a big cultural like it could be a cultural thing it could be um oh, never mind. i don't know what i'm talking about anymore <laughs> you, you kind of <laughs> lost me it's on right. that one. yeah it's it's fine i lost myself there i didn't know what was going on i got scared i could hear myself I, every <laughs> time i went i heard like are little. You,
2: are you kind of thinking like if something like like if they just create for a weird example like they just created a great work so they're feeling real good about themselves and their yeah. country so they just don't break in combat
1: basically yeah, yeah. cuz like so, that's cause how rome looked at themselves that's why yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything until like they were like yeah do you know what we need to not do we can't have roman citizens fight anymore let's just hire mercenaries yeah, yeah, forever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so is that kind of the direction you are going where it's
1: it's just kind of because you feel real
2: good about uh, athens is dope right now so yeah. that means we're not going to break
1: yeah exactly and yeah. like uh, but then again, it also kind of gets more into the area that I was saying with the naval ancient navals, because it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're working more with the terrain, the environs, you're you're dealing with other things that are external to the war game itself, which kind of makes it almost more like a fucking total war sort of thing. yeah, so it it gets confusing and weird, but oh well, but
2: minus five attack for next campaign battle. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but is there a way that you know we talked about how modern games work where it's like Mm -hmm. you create a universe and then you kind of fill in like with different armies within that universe what their strengths and weaknesses are do you think that would be a better way of approaching that and then having some kind of like uh, necromunda has really great continuity for um, campaign style things so pulling something from that where you will have like stats that continue and bonuses and detriments. Mm-hmm. So if you did want to do like an ancient campaign and just having it happen in a way similar to that, because I mean, as far as campaign stuff goes, that has one of the better systems I've seen.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would be a really good thing if it wasn't static. Because the problem is that yeah, a lot you'd of, have to
2: pick a specific time period. You like well, you'd yeah. have to like pick a
1: year, or Cause like ta- have a table that you roll on every yeah. game, and it and can like, just feel like you yeah. guys get fucked this game because fun. Yeah, I mean
2: uh, a lot. Uh, there's a lot of random elements mm-hmm. in two fat lardies games, which I talk about because mm-hmm. they're they, they're very interesting games. They're not necessarily the best games, but they're very interesting how they do stuff. They don't never, have an I've an, never th- even heard of them. They don't have an they don't have an ancient system. Okay. Um. But they have a lot of World War Two systems. I think they have two, three now, because they have a tank game, and they have a really interesting. I think they have a Vietnam one, and I think, but the one that I've I've been uh, I played recently is uh, Sharp Practice. I talked about this on another episode, but um, Sharp Practice is it, th- the way they do stuff is very interesting in that they randomize a lot of things, uh, but the, like the basic core of the game is very simple. Okay. Uh, for example, the initiative system, like the turn sequence system in, in sharp practice, is um, basically each leader has a card, mm-hmm. and then you just shuffle a deck. And somewhere in that deck is an end-of-turn card. Mm-hmm. So you could just get, like, my, this French grenadier unit went one time, and then the turn ended, and then they went again, and then all the British units went and shot the crap out of them, or whatever. Like it's, it's, uh, There's a lot of ra- random elements. In fact, you even roll randomly for force morale. And that's the point at which you break, okay. is when, uh, when your force morale is broken, obviously. But like mm-hmm. you roll randomly for a lot of stuff, and there's yeah. even extra charts of random you can roll on. Like you can roll for the personality of your leaders. Oh, even. that's so cool! It's very cool. I love um, that. for like a campaign system, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um, it's it it a lot of that stuff. Um, from a game design perspective, it's very fun. But like it's not balanced, mm-hmm. like it's it's not balanced at all. Which is fine. I I'm I'm totally fine with an unbalanced system in that in that regard, as long as you use it for interesting purposes. Yeah. because um, you don't you don't bust out sharp practice and have like a tournament. That's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> or or chain of command or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a fun beer and pretzels game, and I feel like a lot of people right off beer and pretzel games from a game design d- perspective cuz you can just do crazy stuff in there mm. and it like uh, you can include rules for whatever the hell you want it doesn't yeah. it cuz cuz a lot of the times it doesn't matter cuz it's a beer and pretzels game mm-hmm. and it, it's it's fun to just see what the hell happens yeah sometimes whereas in a tournament system like a lot of, like a lot of the uh, ancient wor- uh, sets are in it has to kind of be set mm-hmm. because y- it's more it has to be balanced it has to be reasonable and you have to it has to be more predictable mm. so you can actually like out strategize people yeah instead of in sharp practice or chain of command it's like up oh, these guys failed to activate for six turns because they didn't pull the card or whatever <laughs> like uh chain of command actually has an interesting i mean they all have weird weird systems that i find interesting Mm. chain of commands uh, way of activating stuff is you roll a number of dice and each of those dice correspond with a unit type Mm -hmm. so if you have like a mortar i think it's a two so you'll roll like five or six dice and you'll use those to activate units so like if if i have like three infantry squads i think there are three three or four whatever doesn't matter but um i can um and for like four turns i only use my mortar because that's all i have that's that's weird yeah, um, but it's 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 interesting. Whereas you just get like a number of actions in a lot of the ancient sets. So it's just interesting the the difference between tournament and and more beer and pretzel games. Mm-hmm. So with from like a war game perspective,
0: a beer and pretzels uh, kind of ancients game is there one even? I don't know. Because the only ancient systems I know of, I know Warlord has one.
2: Yeah, Hail Caesar.
0: Um, there's DBA. Large legere. La yeah, that works in ancients oh god Um, there's
2: there's um what's that insanely complex one that i do not like um field of glory oh my god that is unplayable (laughs) it's very hard that that was actually written by one of the guys who who did dba i think one of the team from there and he was just like let's make this more complicated and it's like no let's not dude come on i can't play this it's ridiculous it's crazy I tried to play it for uh, re- in Renaissance once, and it was just impossible. It plays like a card game because there's so many turn sequences. Oh my god, it's insane! You can't, you can't play it. <laughs> you can't. It's an unplayable game to me.
1: Jesus, it's
2: it's too much. Anyway,
0: so with Ancients, would there be a place for a more casual game? I'd love that. That would address a lot of the issues we've discussed, like the whole issues with naval logistical issues of the ancient world technology um cultural things do you think that's something that the community would be interested in if it existed
2: i would like it i and i I feel like there's a there's there's, i i feel like i'm more of a minority of um people who play because a lot of people just play 40k and specific more specific games and aren't as I would say adventurous in their game choices, uh, and it's also a limiting factor with money, of course. A lot of people don't want to put time into a game that they don't know anything about, and they know, and most people won't play. So starting a game is a pain. With w- the thing with historicals on that front is um, it's cheap, and you can use it for a ton of systems. Yeah. So I feel like that would work very well because anyone who owns historicals could just bust that out and do it faster and more silly and more fun. So I think there's there there would be a place for that. I think that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, just. It sounds like there is kind of a vacuum surrounding that. And there are beautiful miniatures for ancients. So oh, there's so many. It's, companies. Just, it's really upsetting that there isn't a whole lot of excuse to pull them out and use them.
2: Well, yeah, a lot of people are going to disagree with you on that. That's <laughs> You're going to get a lot of flack for that. I, I will, okay, oh, you can man. address
0: those ones, put <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the subject line. I was about for that to say. One. You, um, haven't,
2: you haven't played any ancient games really. No, so.
0: but like, I even online, I see a Lot of eras represented, yeah, just and this is also through my filter of like I see a lot of this through social media because I try and keep up with a lot of what's going on in the world. It well, the world of miniatures specifically, but that's just one of those things where I don't see that as much as I see other eras, which yeah. seem to be more popular. I know Ancients is popular because I just yeah, see is. them, but. I do see other eras more commonly yeah, played.
1: It's kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, well, I feel, and I feel like that makes sense considering how, like, you have other games who have terrain, which makes the game feel like it f- makes it feel romantic almost. Because if yeah. you look at, you know, anything anything that's uh, uh, oh shit, what what are the like Napoleonic war stuff Yeah. and you've got like little villages and like yeah. a tiny like a tiny stream and it's like compelling Yeah. but like ancients it's like okay all right we've got the Hittites versus the Egyptians fighting in the desert like
2: <laughs> well that's not that's not true at all actually if you look at uh, most almost any except for um Hail caesar mm-hmm. the game is played mainly with i mean terrain is the biggest factor oh really okay. oh absolutely yeah cuz cuz obviously cuz otherwise You just take as much heavy infantry as you can buy, and you win the game. Let me
1: let me specify that. I mean, I meant just like from a historical standpoint, because basically they tried to mitigate the terrain being an issue as much as possible before Uh, fighting. Depending, yes, but um, yeah, but like a lot of a lot of times
2: you just bumped into oh shit Persians, and then you got (laughs) to fight like that. Yeah, exactly. No, actually, terrain is one of the biggest factors in in most historic or in most um ancients games Mm -hmm. okay because that because the biggest thing with with ancients games is unit type and how they're good against other unit types Mm -hmm. because if and that and once again that's from the basis of of dba where it's always been like these medium swordsmen are very good against warband or whatever you know okay And, and they get the plus one against uh, these and cavalry gets plus two against light troops or and then mm-hmm. you, they'll have minuses in 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 terrain so then if you throw your light troops into like some woods then you're gonna mess up some heavy infantry mm-hmm. whereas if you're in the open you're you're obliterated so it it uh those games are uh, that's the whole game mostly okay interesting is all right maneuver in terrain
3: hmm
1: i don't wonder why why it would kind of go by the wayside I wonder if it's because you've got boring motherfuckers like me talking about <laughs> fucking history all the that time. That could be it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you're too busy talking about history God to actually it. like paint some miniatures and put them on a table. That's uh, very that's true.
2: <laughs> I I honestly think it's because the, the from a game design dispec- perspective, it's still just you're playing DBA. Okay. It's been around forever. They they've barely turned out the third edition. Oh my gosh. And it's been around forever. Um, So,
0: in addition, every 10 years?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) Which is crazy. But I I honestly think it's just because it hasn't caught up with game design. And um, not to shit on Warlord more, um, (laughs) but I will. (laughs) Here I go shitting on Warlord. Um, I don't want to shit on them. They're fun. Address your hate
0: mail to uh, put Aaron in the subject line, They have
2: wonderful miniatures now. Your old plastic U.S. infantry has weird giant blown up heads but you fixed that. You're a wonderful company and you have made mini- wonderful miniatures and I like a fair amount of your games. But Hail Caesar's boring. It doesn't have unit types differences enough for me and uh, maybe it's just because I played DBA that much. But like, it's just it, it hasn't caught up to modern game design from ancients overall, I don't feel like. And I feel like that's why uh, L'Art De La Guerre is, is a lot better because before, um, one of the biggest things in... I feel like one of the biggest advantages of that over DBA... Is units sustain damage, mm-hmm. whereas in DBA, it was just they got pushed back or destroyed. That's it. Okay. You didn't like, but now it's just like the, they take this number of hits. Mm-hmm. Armor is a factor. They added a bunch of factors in, but it's still simple enough to, to play. It's simp- it, It's easier to play, while adding more stuff to it, mm-hmm. which is needs to happen more because um, it just. Yeah, it's still very old, old school game design. So I feel like that's why it hasn't, it's not as big anymore is because there's, there's, there's this gap between the old people who play it just want to play more DBA, right? They, they've played that system for years and they just want to keep doing that. Where And the new people, the new kids like me, I don't want to play DBA. DBA is a fine game. I don't want to play it. I want to play something new, something with modern game design. And I feel like it, it keeps, it just keeps people away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that. So did either of you two have anything else to add to the topic of gaming in with ancients? I
2: feel like horse archers are poorly represented.
0: I feel like horses in general in war games are very poorly represented. Uh, There's a lot that horses can do and will do that is just not represented because a lot of people who write rules don't ride. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you do write rules and ride, you can address your hate mail to me. That's fine. We're going
2: to get a lot of addressed hate mail.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) fine. Um, But One, two, three, we hate
2: you street. That's the address.
0: So... So yeah, no, and that's an issue I've had with like other reading through cavalry systems in general because when I I remember riding and my trainer being like, Okay, well put your hands on your head and just control your horse with your legs and realizing that there's a lot of communication you can have Rider to horse that is just something you learn to feel, and that unless you do it, you just can't really understand it. So having that experience, you know, riding and that sort of thing, and then going into the world of gaming, and it's like, well, they just kind of show horses just go straight forward. This is all they do, and I think there's, it's,
2: I think it's more. Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's more they're harder to stay in formation than dudes. They I, and so that they're harder. Harder to turn in formation. Sure, you can turn them. Yeah, it's a horse that'll do it, but will the other ten horses next to you do it? Is is more, and I think it's more just retaining formation as cavalry is hard.
0: That's true, and that is something that is difficult with other riders. But it's it's just a constant frustration I have talking to people who don't ride. Yeah. And being like, well, actually, you know, it's not just you controlling the horse. The horse, once you have a relationship with the horse, as far as, like, being a rider with that particular animal a whole lot, and you just get used to each other, you can ask a horse to do an awful lot, and they'll <laughs> do it. Like but... ride
2: into pikes on
1: into their death. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus> but <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. That got sad. Uh, that got really...
0: <laughs> and I'm just... You know, thinking about my, you know, the horses I rode and I'm like, oh that just really made me super sad. Yeah, but anyway, well, but that's just
2: those it, aren't war horses.
0: No. And it's it's just a thing that it it also comes back to getting out there and actually experiencing stuff mm. to I, write rules for it. Like like I mentioned before, we all fence. So yeah, like yeah. when it comes to hand to hand kind of stuff and like arm like um and armed combat with like at least swords where a little bit more familiar than people who haven't fenced yeah. and don't have that ex- that combat experience same thing with riding same thing with a lot of things and it's just like it can get frustrating and i feel like with ancients that was part of their way of life mm-hmm. like if you were a cavalryman and you were you know riding Every day, and that was just what you did. You just you had a lot more control than what yeah. game designers think of. As
1: long as you're anyone except for the goddamn equites, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, because like, they just bought a horse and yeah. threw it at the end. Anyway, it was like the Greek base were like that.
2: my um my problem with horses and cavalry and gaming is um they don't. It's hard to represent the formation impact and, and, and disruption they do. Cause, like, for example, one of my biggest problems with Warhammer, old Warhammer Fantasy, and the Ninth Age, by extension, is you just get like, if you're if you're like an Empire Knight, you go up to Strength five because your lance gives you plus two Strength when you charge, and the horse has some attacks. That's not how that works, like. And I feel like um, the way they did chariots more works way better with horses, with the impact hits that like go first and automatically hit, like. And obviously, that's a more that's not quite how it would work either. It's more yeah. like, it's just it. Nobody, it, it's it's hard to represent that, and I feel like nobody does a great job of representing the disruption mm. that that horses do to a formation. Because like, uh, even if you kill it, then it's just a meat missile at you. <laughs> like
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And you even- kill a
2: horse, and it it, it it'll probably keep going because of you know physics and momentum. Mm. And you just have like a 500 pound animal rocketing towards you. Like, <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs> well, Jesus. the other thing yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: it's true with yeah. like
0: horses, even if you know the horse and you're calling a horse in and it's really happy to see you, you it's still like is enough to be like, oh, okay. Um, because they are they're big, they are very large animals, especially, well, they um, they weren't
2: back then, they were a lot no. smaller, but yeah.
0: And then, you know, when we talk about uh, medieval warfare, we'll talk more about. Uh, larger horses and, you know, the different types of horses. And that'll be a discussion for... We're going to talk about cavalry specifically at some point. We'll talk about medieval warfare. But as far as ancients go, yeah, they were smaller, lighter. Um, And they weren't
2: even, like, in in, in ancient warfare, they weren't even used that much. Like, I mean, they were, but, like, they weren't as integral to a battlefield as later on. Like, in in medieval and, and, and renaissance, like... Cavalry takes up such a huge massive role and even in Napoleonics like they're insanely important to like break through and, and, and hit things um, whereas they're more of just a har- harassment force. Or a mopping up force, mm-hmm. or like
1: scouting. Oh, at least for uh, Phalanx Warfare, they were really, really used for uh, flanking. Yeah, yeah. Because they would just basically, if you got it in the side of your face, oh, yeah, they'd you just <laughs> fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like shit.
3: Absolutely.
2: But like, they weren't they weren't as much, they weren't as integral to yeah, the, they to were the battle plan, is like what I mean. Like,
0: specialists, special yeah. types, like a special unit that, okay, you know, go get them. Yeah. Rather than, they were, this j- is a, yeah. a huge percentage of our force. We have a lot of cavalrymen. We're moving yeah. a lot of men on horses.
2: Well, it, I mean, they were mostly used to just scare away skirmishers so your skirmishers could continue to mess up their lines a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was a big thing. So it's just, it's interesting from a how they were used perspective. And and obviously, Sarmatian Cataphracts will bring it back to them. They're like the first knights. Um, They would actually just go and trudge right into the front of people and they would just be gone because um, they're just like, Oh, god, it's oh big shit. and armored <laughs> and has a giant spear, and our formation's gone and broken, and, and we are shattered. Goodbye. Um, whereas uh, otherwise, it's just like it's some dudes on horses with javelins. Like, I don't care, they're gonna bother us with javelins. Yeah, they might kill Tom, like, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. They'll kill one or uh, they'll
0: kill a few of us. Who
1: cares? So it's just it's
2: it's interesting, uh, the different cavalry uses in different
1: eras.
0: Green, did you have anything to add to that?
1: Oh, not not really. I know that. I, I I think that that all change that changes from uh, it, it's like a culture to culture sort of thing. I mean, like yeah. But it's just sort of, I I feel like it's, I feel like there's too much of a, a focus on infantry within these game systems and it's fine but like like if if we're talking about how one group has better technology than another one i feel like the the way that horses are used is actually really integral to that i mean like yeah. uh alexander the great he was kind of famed for not only the uh the sarissa faroi who are the people who have those big long pikes those 20 foot long pikes, yeah but also like for the companion cavalry uh, yeah um an
2: actually useful cavalry yeah
1: actually useful ca- that's that's yeah. what's funny the actually useful cavalry um uh, it's true Yeah. no yeah. it, it yeah. is yeah, true yeah. no i just think it's i just think it's funny because of how like useless the, the cavalry is
2: like Impactful mm. cavalry has been, whereas yeah. when he uses them, it's just like oh, He's fuck. just like
1: shit. Yeah, yeah. or these guys
2: just ride straight right at their the general. Helms. Yeah, <laughs> I see their general. Every cavalryman go straight for him. Like we're just a, we're just an assassination missile. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that
1: did that a bunch. Scary meat missile.
2: Because <laughs> even if because even if not, even if you don't kill him, like mm-hmm. he's not at the battlefield anymore. Like no. you gotta, he's away. Yeah, he's gone. Like, we,
1: oh yeah. shit! Do you see all those horses and angry <laughs> men coming towards me? Yeah. Just, I'm going to get on my horse and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>.
2: <laughs> now, now he can't command his men, and here we go. <laughs> and it just evaporates. You just sweep up his army, yeah. yeah.
1: But Yeah, that's it. It's, a, it's, it's let me, interesting.
2: Let me just have a caveat. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions. Don't come at me with, like, well, this one cavalry unit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying not to do, because I'm like... I do that because I'm I'm so I I like that, I'm gonna right?
2: generalize and that's fine. Okay. But don't yeah. don't don't come at me <laughs> being like, well, there's Spanish cavalry or whatever. Like, <laughs> they broke this unit in this battle I'm and they were very and they were very integral. But I'm saying as like a whole, they were not. It, it the role was not the same. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna get some angries. So if you have but any okay. angry messages about that, go ahead and send them to uh, Tim put Tim Green in the, uh, in, the yeah. <laughs> in the the message. What yeah, is so it? if you're
0: going to email theartofminiwar at gmail.com, you can put Green in the subject line, <laughs> and um, we'll read those messages to him, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll probably cry.
1: I will. I'm a really emotional sad man. <laughs> I'm very small. I just like so Greek so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them and their I just, shields. I just love them so much, and I don't know how to respond to criticism. <laughs> I'm just so afraid. I just uh. want you all to like me. Oh, <laughs> <All> green. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of reaching out to us, we wor- we we are on social media. That is present tense, not past. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have an email. Which we are reachable at, um, which is artofminiwar at gmail.com. I think all the social media platforms, we are just artofminiwar. And so, like us, um, subscribe, that sort of thing.
2: Press all the dang buttons. What help us? There's a lot of buttons. They help us. Press them.
0: Yep. So.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of that. That was. I was just laughing at that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, with every like and subscribe, you get a little chuckle out of green. Yeah. Um I'll just tell hee. him just little one. I'll I'll, I'll tell him every day how many chuckles we need.
1: And I will I will make them happen. I'll get it I'll we'll get a live chuckle. Oh no. A live one. A live chucklometer. <laughs> you guys wanna check the
2: chucklometer? <laughs> it's at seven. Oh no, oh, we're shit. in danger. <laughs> Chucklometer's off of the ch- s- off the chuckle charts.
1: What if I'm having a real bad week, guys? Do I still <laughs> have to chuckle for You're you? are still gonna do an
0: awful <laughs> lot of chuckling, hopefully.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know
0: how.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was...
0: Okay. Well, anyway.
1: <laughs> All right. That's good.
0: So, Aaron, do you want to talk about our sponsor?
2: Sure. Uh, our sponsor today, as always, is Gajo Games, located in Sandy, Utah, just 20 minutes south, uh, roughly from uh, Salt Lake City proper. So come on down to the shop if you are in the area, or if you want to take a special wonderful trip to miniature land. We got a giant store filled to the brim with only miniatures and a few board games, but we don't talk about those. I mean, we do, but you know what I mean. (laughs) But most importantly, Gajo, G-A-J-O, for those who don't know how to spell a made-up word, which is fair, it's a made-up word. (laughs) Anyway... uh, (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. Don't worry about it. G-A-J-O minis.com. M-I-N-I-S. That sounded like gibberish. G-A-J-O-M-I-N-I-S.com. Come and look at our old 90s website that we need to update at some point. But we specialize in doing pre-painted miniatures. They're already painted. we got a big warehouse filled with them. We do 15 mil and 28 mil, 28, 25, roughly, scale miniatures that are already painted. We do a ton of lines. And since we're talking about ancients, I would like to call your attention to these Wonderful. 15 millimeter painted ancient Dacians with falxes. They're old glory miniatures. They're pre-painted. They come in a set of eight for 16 bucks. So you can just buy 16 bucks. They'll get a unit, slap it on a base, Do just do the basing. Bam, you got a unit of falxes. And who doesn't love a good falx? Cut through them damn Roman shields. Oh, yeah. Oh, take their arms off, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, go check those out. Go to the website. Check it out. We got some painted stuff. It's painted. It's pre-painted. And by that, I mean, it's not commission painted. We'll send it to you in a day. And by that, I mean, we'll send it probably the next day after you order it. And then it's priority shipping. So like two or three days after that, you'll get them. So if you need to, if you've got a game this this Saturday, whenever we put this up, it, that might not work.
0: But it also might.
2: It might. I don't know when we're putting these up. We haven't decided on a release day yet.
0: I think think we were doing monday so if you order it monday you should you have it by saturday Yeah, if you've,
2: if you've got a game uh, if you've got some ancients going on on, on saturday throw in an order you'll have them by then yeah. and who doesn't need
1: some falcons? oh you need a lot of, everyone needs Phelps. you need more than you imagine that you think you need like 40 of them and then you need you need 80
2: i mean obviously and then 80 more and then uh, 80 more i yeah. mean who doesn't want to cut off every roman arm in the,
1: <laughs> on the table and by that he means every Roman arm. Not You don't have ass that shit. No. <laughs> you no. cut off those arms.
2: Yeah, you get one arm, you get the other arm. Yeah, Even if you they're do. dead. You, one, that's what the Falc is for. It's just an arm-removing device. It is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that got dark in a hurry. Hey, man,
2: that's well, what the Falc does. That's what the Fox is that's about. That's what dude. it's for. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's our uh, spotlighted prod- product of the week. Oh, I'm going to change that. We have Sarmatians. No. um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, we I can't forgot. highlight
0: the whole website in one oh. go, Aaron.
2: <laughs> oh, but there were just, You'll there's, just there's Spear some... and bow. Weirdly, we don't have cataphracts. Oh, that's sad. I'm going to complain. We're going to
0: put a complaint into management? I'm
2: going to complain to management, and uh, we should get some submission cataphracts.
1: <laughs> so prepare for some limited edition submission. Oh, God, I, would hope, <laughs> I hope
2: so.
0: I'm a, I'm and a... Then when Aaron talks about what's on his painting table, it's going to be them.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've got to... Casually paint 500 summation cataphracts. <laughs> I would just
2: paint the masters, then we'd send
1: them off. But no, yes.
0: because management would make you paint all of them for complaining.
1: And that's what makes them so limited edition. Each one of them has been touched by Aaron. Yeah.
2: Ooh. i will send the price skyrocketing.
1: Yeah, it will. <laughs> he he will. He will paint each and every one, and he'll personally kiss the top of the horse's head just... Just a little bit, a little peck on that horse's head. Mm-hmm. It's it's a morale it's a morale device that, that way it rolls takes so off well l- for you, dude. Yeah, it take off just Aaron, a touch so of the But it's Aaron, you'll
0: roll nothing but a one. I hope you need a one. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I hope you're playing for rolling for lows. Yeah, I'm not actually gonna
0: paint all those guys. <laughs>
2: just just disclaimer, that's not how that works.
0: Well, speaking of what we're painting.
2: Yeah, let's do what's on our painting table.
0: Aaron, do you want to start?
2: Uh, sh- sure. So I've been I I picked up a bunch of those uh, Space Marine heroes. I was very against them ori- originally, and I still kind of am. <laughs> I'm in a weird place with them, so
0: weird place. So you had to buy a bunch.
2: Okay, look, I'm a weak man. <laughs> 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 okay, um, so here's the problem: I bought one to see what they were like. One, and then I was bored at the store because I was I was waiting till close and no one was coming in. So I made a I I I was like okay I'm gonna buy as many of these as I want, or I'm gonna buy a ton of these until I get a double. I got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got most of them. And no doubles. And no doubles. And then I got a double and then I stopped. <laughs> and then I st- came home and started painting them Nova Marines because you know quartering. Uh, why would you not quarter your Marines? Get, mm-hmm. get out of here if you're not quartering your Marines. Come on.
0: Please address the hate mail to Aaron.
2: No, 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 no. You need your circus, circus tent marines. If you play Howling Griffins, go you're, ahead and you send are, some hate mail. You, to... No, no, no. If you're if you play Howling Griffins, you're a champion. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't. I don't quarter my tanks because that looks silly. Yeah. But I do quarter my infantry. Um. Anyway, so I was painting. I was painting. Uh. uh those. I think seven. And then last night I was like, oh, I'm so close to ten. <laughs> um. So I bought three more, and then. Was, there was uh, an unfortunate amount of doubles. Uh, uh, too many doubles. So I bought a box of Stern Guard, so I had bets to convert them into regular <laughs> Marines. <laughs> um, so I'm working on some Marines right now. That's what I'm doing.
0: Um, right now, I'm still plan- t- painting my Blood Bowl team, which is taking me way longer than it ought to. Yes. Um, yeah, Holly. The league's
2: going to be over before you finish. <laughs> Man, I'm done with my ogres.
0: Anyway, so I'm still painting <laughs> my Blood Bowl dudes. I've also got still Adeptus Titanicus dudes, and I'm looking at my uh, Forge Bane box that I just bought, and I hopefully should have that at assembled, least constructed. Yeah, assembled yeah. pretty soon. That's that's the goal on that. What are you doing with
2: those Necrons? Are you gonna play? Wouldn't necrons? you like to know? Are you gonna play
0: Necrons? Wouldn't you like to
2: know? Yes, that's why I'm asking. I would like to know. Will well, you answer me?
0: <laughs> I would answer you with what's going to happen as soon as I know.
2: Okay, so you don't know yet. I don't know. Because if you do have a bunch of extra Necrons, so.
0: Anyway, so that I don't need. I'm gonna start doing. Um,
1: <laughs> that was implicit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. yeah. I know. So um, i I have <laughs> a bunch of you know Ad and Necrons that are gonna get assembled soon. Hopefully painted within the century. And we'll uh, see about that. Well, at
2: least I'm taking, not bets. Them. Yeah. <laughs> taking bets. Yeah, taking bets. Who's gonna decade, be done by?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll get done it. <laughs>
2: Twenty oh. bucks on twenty thirty. <laughs> oh,
3: jeez.
0: That's a that's a very generous bet, by the that's way. That's okay.
2: By 2030, 20 bucks is gonna be like fifty cents today. So yeah, you, you might be able making able to a real low a bet. Popsicle with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm making a real low bet here. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Other than that, I've been not really playing too many video games, just because I haven't had time lately. I've been super busy, so I would update that but it's not really a Mm. thing i've been doing lately which makes me sad because i like that but yeah yeah, other than that oh i do have a recommendation i've been listening to some classic prog and um going with our theme of ancients uh there's an album by renaissance that i've been listening to and it's got a really long title and i'm trying to remember it specifically it's I think it's Scheherazade and other stories, but it's a really cool prog album. I very much like it, and I recommend giving it a listen.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go back real quick and say some video games, because I've been doing that too. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat Mechanicus a little while ago. It was okay. It was fun. It's the XCOM, but with AdMech tech priests, and you can just attach more mecha tentacles to them to go and stab necrons with it's very good i enjoyed it um so i beat that and then i've been playing uh battlefleet gothic more and i gotta tell you the crude sphere i've been playing tau just because i want the auxiliary ships the crude sphere is just useless because because <laughs> you can't maneuver it because they're they're so primitive that they just like it's a sphere with rocket pods so it can shoot 360, Mm -hmm. and a barely working engine. It's very funny. Battlefleet
1: Gothic. Okay, just the original one, not the second one? Two
2: isn't out. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, And then I got the Demiurge Stronghold, and you just sit in in asteroid fields, and it charges your mining laser, and you just go cut battleships in half. It's very cool. That's super cool. It's very cool. So I've been enjoying (laughs) that, and then obviously more Hearts of Iron 4, because map games are fun and I want the new DLC, and it's not out. And Man the Guns has been announced for a year and a half, and it's not out, and it's infuriating me, because Paradox never announces things that far ahead without a release date. I mean, they never give a release date, which is infuriating. Paradox, what the hell? But they always release things, and then it's usually like six to eight months later, and it's out. Instead of like, nah, it's a year, and they're not even done. And it's annoying. Anyway. So that's what I've been doing on the on the computers.
1: Oh, Greens shit. turn. Oh, oh, it's my turn everyone. I've been on the computers a lot recently. I'm trying to get a 30k narrative campaign set up for a few of the local 30k players. Um, like me. Like, like and me. Wait, wait. And nope.
2: you, Holly. I'm gonna throw my Gorgon Triremes actually, around.
1: I actually need to talk to both of you about some of the shit that's gonna be happening, because I've got some cool stuff which is going on. But anyway, Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm also waiting for the rest of my freaking Ancients army to show up. Oh, I've, you're
2: still waiting on the Victrix order? Oh,
1: yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm waiting slow. for... Uh, yeah, but... Okay. I love... I love the Victrix models. I really do. Um, But uh, God damn, they're so slow. Um, Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've got a whole bunch of... I've got, I think... 24, 24 Thessalian cavalry. And of then, course. Yeah, and then uh, 12 Thessalian nobles and I think it's 48, maybe more, 48, I don't know, a lot of hoplites. <laughs> a lot of hop, hoplites and peltasts that I'm yeah, waiting on. Yeah, I still and, need
2: to pick up their Roman allies box so I can use them as my uh, oh yeah. broody eye and all the various um, Epirus allies. Oh,
1: oh, all of your friends, all oh, of, your, all oh. of your, your Greek invasion force pals. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, if only, if only I'd chosen Epirus They're I so cool Then I would get to play Greece In some way
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, couldn't help it Epirus is awesome They're
1: they're super cool I mean they um, can fight Greeks too They, they can But like the, the group that I'd want to be Is like Terrace. I'd love to be Tarentum Because mm-hmm. they're just like They're basically Thessalians In Italy Because they're like Fucking A cavalry based democracy yeah. I don't know how they existed Like how Because like, horses can't
3: vote <laughs> Well <no. laughs>
0: Unless <laughs> oh, you're Caligula's horse I guess.
1: <laughs> Yeah This yeah. horse but God d- nay Goddamn <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry I just started wearing Started wearing my biases oh my On God. my sleeve there um, But yeah just, just waiting for those to show up Just so that I can get them um, All painted So Which will be probably Mm. done in 474 years That's about right. Yeah, so I'm a very slow assembler. It's going to be
2: done in the same amount of BC that the era we're playing in. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Just like, shit. (laughs) We're playing in 270 BC, so we'll be done in uh, 270 years. (laughs) We'll get it painted by then.
1: We'll we'll get it painted. We'll play some games. It'll be neat. We'll be be, dead. (laughs) We'll be dead. Or cyborgs. Well, I hope to be cyborgs. I love the sure. idea that we're cyborgs and we're just like still pushing. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely! <laughs> we've got these miniatures that we built.
2: Oh, dude! If I had robot arms, I'd paint even faster.
1: Oh shit!
2: Oh, dude! Like I some mechadendrites, just oh, like can't reaching down, that. just you kidding me. I can paint seven precise. figures at once. I'd be so precise. <laughs> That's true. It, I couldn't. Yeah, the only problem would be the brushes with, with the bristles being bad, but then I'd have a robo brain yeah. to compensate. <laughs> and I would just I would, I you know, know you know how those old uh, dot matrix print printers sounded. No.
3: Like,
2: how they like skip to <laughs> line. Like, yeah. Because you could you could hear it put the ink down for every like letter and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was just dots and it just on every dot, and then it would like move down to the next line and you'd hear that. Mm-hmm. That would be how it sounds like when I paint with my <laughs> with my robot arms.
1: You wouldn't even use a brush. You'd just like use tiny microscopic dots that you just. Oh God,
2: that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let's do that. That's some good noises. Let's
2: get some painting robot arms on me.
1: <laughs> God, I'd, I'd, I'd get stuff done. So if you guys want, you can go and go ahead and don't go it, do Aaron's errands, errands, GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe <laughs> for robot for his robot arm. arms.
2: Yeah, and then I then you can send me commissions. and I'll get them done in a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good.
2: <laughs> oh God, I'd have to have a special priming chamber, <laughs> like in my chest. Like I, it would come out of like my right side. And it would just be like a little spray thing, but I'd have to like have a hatch that I open on my chest that I'd have to put in more primer. I love that. And hook it up to my, my priming tendril system. Mm-hmm. And then I'd
1: just like, and it'd be, yeah. Like open it up, but it would be like weirdly inconvenient. Like its timing would be off. Yeah. So you'd be like painting, and it would just be like, <laughs> it would like startle you. Yeah. It's like, ah! shit. <laughs> Why didn't I pay attention to when this would be done?
2: Yeah.
3: Mm hmm.
2: That yep. sounds
1: right. Yeah, it sounds like a good, a good time. It does sound like a good, <laughs> a good, a good good time. <laughs> oh, that was all that I was doing. Yeah, he's <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that, I, that went, I, I <laughs> that went to different places than I expected.
0: That went to different places than we were all expecting. Green, but that's I think that why makes we're it good. on
1: this trip together. It's all about the journey. That's why this is this is like a road trip movie
2: now. This podcast is a road trip movie yeah, Oh no It is Hooray We're all gonna learn something about ourselves and each other
1: I won't learn anything stubborn learn... motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> That's me I'm gonna be the stubborn mad one
2: <laughs>
1: Nobody likes green Cause he sits in the back and mumbles <laughs> He mumbles and mopes And then sometimes he just coughs And it's sitting, <coughs> it, Even his coughs are filled with wrath <laughs> He doesn't learn a damn
0: thing
2: So we throw him into the Grand Canyon <laughs>
0: I don't like where this trip is going. I want to get off.
2: Yes. You're not allowed. You're right, to. the Grand Canyon sucks.
0: I know. I've only <laughs> ever flown over it. Mm. Anyway.
2: <laughs> that was, yeah, that was it.
0: That was it. Um I I mm. think I think we need to just uh cut our losses and end it here. Yeah,
2: that sounds like a good plan. Ah, yeah. Yes. So hey, we've so, been The Art of Mini War.
0: Yeah, so this is The Art of Mini War. Um I believe our Next topic after this is dead games, yeah, and playing and those, resurrecting them, and yep.
2: fan movements,
0: yep, that sort of thing. So, so we'll
2: talk about like Warmaster Revolution and Ninth Age and all and that, all that, Gorka Net M- Epic, M- all that Gorkamorka Community Edition, all that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. It'll be so super fascinating. And also the rebirth of uh, GW specialist games.
0: Yep. So. Tune in next time, and that, I believe, is our next topic.
2: Yeah. And if it's not, then too bad it'll happen later. Or earlier. We don't know yet.
1: <laughs> the continuity is confusing. That's fine. It's going to get real weird, real fast. We're pre-recording
2: before we drop the show, and it's we're recording in a weird order, so we'll see. <laughs> All right. It might happen.
0: <laughs> it will happen. We'll see. The order in which is the question. Yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Alright, well that'll that'll do it for us. We've done it. That's 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 some hours of us talking. You're welcome, your human ears. <laughs>